because I'm going to blow you guys for the first five minutes. <laughs> Ready? And we're here. <laughs> On a very special St. Paddy's Day edition of the podcast, it's very important to remember two things. Notre Dame is garbage, and Rudy sucked. Happy St. Paddy's Day. And he was offsides. And he was offsides. We're going to talk about it this week on Top 5 for Fighting. Dozens and dozens of years. Decades of years. Decades of years. That's... First of all, first of all... Give... Spoilers. Okay? We are are going to talk about spoilers here. That would have been a huge dick move. Get the Charmin. Greg's going (laughs) to shit on something. Tell you what's going on. There's a bunch of monkeys looking like they're fucking a coconut. Literally anything in the goddamn fridge. Two hours later, you've got a Haitian mudslide going on, and then it's just, you're like, why did I do this? Here we go. I, He's I got really, that look on his face really like he's getting ready to punch a this, baby. Yeah, this this movie was a bag of dicks for me. He used to run through the house just hauling <laughs> ass. Nothing but underwear. Probably naked, too. His underwear, hauling ass. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> I'm going to have me some fun. All right. Yeah. So, uh, very welcome special. In, welcome in our guest. I mean, this guy is here uh, getting ready, uh, prepping for his EGOT that he's going to get here in a couple weeks. His what? What's an EGOT? Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. Oh, my shit. I wish. I thought it was an STD. <laughs> I wish. No, S- STDs are easier to get rid of. <laughs> oh, I was thinking UTI. I'm sorry. <laughs> a UTI. Gross. <laughs> Look, guys, I'm excited to be here. This, your setup is fucking amazing. Thanks, man. Like this is this is incredible, and I know we were talking a little bit pre-show, but and I told you when we opened this up, I was going to blow you guys for the first five minutes. But this is awesome what you guys have done. I'm so impressed how you have this set up. I'm impressed with I'm impressed with the prep. I love the prep. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's go. Hey, are you here? All right, let's it's do this great. thing. <laughs> like, it's great. It's one of those things. You have an idea, you just run with it, and I think that's what you guys have done with your podcast. I love it. I think this is absolutely fantastic. I'm so thankful to be here. So thanks for thanks for saving this hey, topic for what, me that we're going to talk about. Two I, I years in the making, this. pretty much. We've been hoping to get you down here and yeah. three, get you on. We, I know you, we we are at our three year. This week is our three year anniversary. Well, happy anniversary, boys! Which means about thanks. three years ago was when you guys had me in yep. on the first time, and then when had an absolute blast, and then I got back here. I'm like, you were that in was in like, so uh, much fun. Mm-hmm. We need to do this. You were in in like November because you went up there to see a, a Wolverine game, right? Yeah. Who did we watch? We blew out Penn State. It was Penn State. Yeah. yeah. Just annihilated. And then Penn we started. State. We started late February. Yeah. So of that yeah. year. So um, our guest is Adam Straczynski Hello. from the Detroit Hello. Sports Hello. Podcast from the Network. Detroit Sports Podcast. Guys, and this is awesome. Other Thanks, yeah, man. You're right. Right now, not a whole lot of other things, but a few things. It works. So, but this is awesome. I appreciate you guys inviting me on, having me on for this. Duh. You can is... be on anytime you want. We have we have it set up so that we can plug that phone in right there and capture your voice on that thing right there. And anytime you want to be on, we we are welcome to. We'd love to have you on. Yeah, hey, don't don't get nervous though, because you're going to be heard by like 35 or 40 people this week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a holiday. It could be 50. <laughs> Look, I, I always like letting people in on, on what's going on on the inside and kind of what the setup looks like because everybody – it's all what, – what we do is all theater of the mind, right? But to bring everybody inside because I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but this is like a legit setup. Like you guys have a legit studio in your house, Greg. This is absolutely fantastic. Everything records into the computer. Like if you work in a radio station, you've got the mixer board set up. You you two get to sit across from each other and stare at each other, which I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. With your for him, mugs. it's awesome. But 
I, uh, and then you I got go then you got you got a third seat. You could actually get four people in here if you really wanted to. If I and got rid of the fridge uh, from that spot right there, I could. I think you could get him right there too. Yeah. Probably nice to putty. It'll be okay. Where am I at? He's just I'd have more room. Susan's Christmas gift was in here. Once I once I find time to put it together. That's a Christmas gift but, that in April still isn't put together. <laughs> I, I, well, thank you. You're, you're struggling a little bit then with, with the Christmas gift, but what you're not struggling with is this place. This is awesome. I love it. You've got a bunch of bobbleheads all around this place. It is it is definitely a, a man cave, and this is sweet, man. This is thank awesome. You. Uh, there's a, a, everything in here actually means something to me. I don't just go out and grab it like all the Funkos mean something, like, mm-hmm. like right there on the bottom shelf next to you. Front and center on the bottom are Crockett and Tubbs because Miami Vice is the shiznit. Just <laughs> stupid shit like that. Um, that's a high school football game ball in the that one, the old one, the old one. The one next to it is a 2002. Everybody on the Florida State Seminoles autographed that ball that's with the exception awesome. of Bobby Bowden and um, Jones, the running back Jones. But uh, my dad worked with Sis, Gary Sismatia was the kicker. And he worked with her sister, and he took a football, and he got it signed for me. That but is cool. There's lots of – we could spend hours in here just going over the stories, but – You literally could. It's – it's. I mean, it, it doubled as my office for a long time. And like Mike knows, I used to work my ass off at home all the time, so I wanted to try and make something. But I've put a lot of effort and research into trying to make this po- proper for us. So we feel like we got it We got it set up now. Used it's to have cool. the big table because we wanted to always have people come in, but it ended up everybody's schedules is mm-hmm. so rough. And then coronavirus hit, and nobody wanted to go anywhere. So I'll be honest with you guys: like we do all of our recordings through Skype now. Like we haven't been in our studio in probably two years, maybe two and a half. Really? Yeah. It's after COVID, everything we've done is just basically been through Skype. And for like you said, with scheduling, it works a little bit better with our scheduling. John obviously has a family, has to get home to them. I end up working stupid hours because I work for a stupid company that I hate. <laughs> so by the time by the time we get together, Phil, you know, does he work with Phil? Is that is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, good. We uh, so we've it, done the Skype thing a couple times and we like it. What we have to figure out is we have to either upgrade our laptop or get him a microphone that is it, that, like a USB microphone that yeah. we can actually put into the microphone because the audio is the only issue we have the problem with. It sounds you know. Tinny uh, and stuff. So, what are these? These are Shures. These are um, uh, uh, EV. Uh, Do you have one of these at home? No, no, no. I got. I'll send you a link. I'll yeah. send you some stuff. Tell me what. what you can do because I, people call our people. I, I do I, at at home. I've got a. I've got a just a regular Shure. I think it's a Shure forty five. Okay. Um, and then I've got. Uh, I went on Amazon and I just have an XLR to USB cable. And you just plug it right in your laptop, and you're using one of these. Sounds great. Easy enough. And Jesus, I never even thought of that. Everything sounds perfect. Sounds well, I mean, just when, like you guys are in the same room. When you have listeners, you kind of put more time and effort into that kind of stuff. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that out there. All right. So. I like how you set your, set your entire audience on fire. I mean, oh. if it's 35 people or it's 350 oh, no, people. Or we, still <laughs> we love them. We love them, and, and we, we think they love us. Uh, we just we, – we're – we don't advertise mm-hmm. because, quite frankly, we haven't had the money to advertise. And we have tried to do the word of mouth through, like, social media. But social media is the fucking worst. Garbage. Um, so it's you can't tough. get anything out there. And we have – we have a, our, our listeners are dedicated, and we love them. We're on mess, Facebook Messenger with them, and we're in text chains with them and, and all kinds of stuff. And they're great. We're just surprised that after three years we don't have more. But it's the the word of mouth is hard to do. So Mike and I have talked. Now that I'm in the position I'm at at work, once we get through 
Susan and I's hiccup that we got going on right now. I'm going to start finding a place that I can put a commercial out. She's got a program that you can take the audio clip, mm-hmm. and we'll take one each week, and we'll throw it out there and pay those 60 or 70 bucks a month somewhere. We'll get there. We'll, yeah. we'll, be, we'll, we'll be rock stars one day. Let, let's talk after the show. Yeah. I've got some ideas for you. Oh that will God. help save you some money. Pro. Pro. I almost feel bad that I only got you Miller Lite now. Bro, I love Miller Lite. <laughs> Miller Lite, Coors Thank Light. You. Look, I'm, I'm a basic bitch. It's cool. I don't that's, mind. That's, Good enough. That's that's my boy Adam I, over so there. So I, I texted him. I said, "Hey, what kind of beer do you like?" He goes, "Miller Lite, Coors Light, anything but an IPA." And I just, I just, I wept. I openly wept. <laughs> it's my boy over that's there. That's what I drink. I love IPAs. IPAs. Oh, I can't. I, I know I, they're, It's they're weird. Strong. My sister, my sister loves them. It's so weird. We, me and my sister are like polar opposites. <laughs> so obviously, she's got tits and a vagina. I've got a dick. Um, mine actually just looks like an enlarged clitoris. It's very small, but whatever. <laughs> With a bump on it. Jesus. Right. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. And derailed. <laughs> but when it comes to beers, I like I can't. I just can't do IPAs. And it's like the only thing she likes. I'm like, here, drink a Miller Lite. Drink Coors Like She's like, that's trash. I was like, what are you going to drink? And she's like, reach and then like a raggedy IPA or some shit like that. And I was like, oh, who wants to drink that? You, you, who likes that? I really like them, but there are times when I'm not in the mood for them. Like, yeah. I, this is kind of my go-to now. Well, I see when you pulled that out. That's yeah, they're there. That's, you help that's yourself. A, that's a nice one. I I think that there's a bit difference between um, a beer connoisseur and a beer snob. Mm-hmm. A beer connoisseur will bring beers over to your house, and because you bring your own beer, bro code, right? I like them and already. You help out, yep. Right. Yep. And when you I'd show waste. up and you run out and he goes, "Do you want a Miller Light?" You say, "Sure, I'll take a Miller Light." Mm-hmm. Or when you show up at a guy's house, he's like, "You want a Miller Light?" You go, "Sure." A beer snob goes. Fuck your cow piss. You know what? I'm at, I'm at your house. I'm at your house, and you're going to offer me a free cold beer? I don't. You know what? Don't be a dick. There's enough of those. That's right, right. Mike? Say it every week. Don't be a dick. You know what I've had? I had, so we were we went to lunch the other day, and for the first time in a long time, I had a Amber Bach. I haven't had one of those in years. Since 1987? Pretty much. <laughs> that was like the first, like when I first tried beer, I hated it. I thought it tasted like piss. We all did. Right. But it's one of those you drank it enough, it grows on you, whatever. That was the first beer I ever drank, and I really, really liked it. And I was sitting across from my girlfriend. She does not like beer at all. I was like, look, you got to try it. Make her try all of them. Because I'm going to find one that she's going to actually like or one that she does, she can tolerate. I gave it to her, and she's like, oh. She's like, that's not bad. I was like, that was the first beer I ever really enjoyed. And then after that, it kind of set me on my way. Amber Boxer Smooth. It's so good. Yeah. So it's good. So smooth. And you're right. It's like 1986. <laughs> I, I'm, all, I'm all about that action. First beer. Bush Light, East Lansing. Ooh, my buddies. I, I didn't drink all through high school. Yeah. I didn't drink. I mean, I first literal drink I ever had was uh, Cancun my senior year of spring break tequila slammer. Really, first drink ever. It was all sports and I don't no drinking and everything like that. And went to East Lansing with my buddies, which I've never had a bad time there. I don't think anybody's ever had a bad time there. There's a lot of sofas that have had some rough days. <sighs> some <laughs> some gymnasts too, maybe, but um, too soon. Um. Yeah, my buddies cracked out. They're like, Putnam, you're having a fucking beer. And it was a bush light. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess this is happening. And then it went all downhill from there. Milwaukee's Beast. The Beast was in college. Yeah. Mickey's. Super, big, super fan James big Thompson. Big Bear, OE. Super fan James Thompson. Whatever we could get cheapest. Yep. My cousin, was. he's four years older than I am, and he was off in the Air Force. So he comes back on leave. You know, Obviously, he can buy beer. So he's like, buy us some beer, man. He's like, yeah, sure, what do you want? Like, I don't give a shit. I just threw some dollar bills at him. Yeah. He came back with a case of Beast. And 20 minutes later, I was like, <laughs> Yeah, we would get cases of 40s, which is uh, nine, three rows of yep. three. So, and they were like six bucks, seven bucks mm-hmm. at the time. Of Bush Light? 
No, malt liquor. Oh, oh Mickey's OE, Big Bear. Say, yeah. so old E was. Talk about a kick in the dick. And yeah. then the pinnacle Oof. was Magnum. Oh. Bro, if it wasn't ice cold, man, you were going to have to fight through it. Those are rough. Were you down at Eight Mile when you were drinking those? No, this was up at Saginaw Valley. <laughs> Oof. It was whatever we could piece money together for. When you, guys, when you guys were in school, when you guys went to college or when you were at a frat party or whatever, did you guys ever play Edward's 40 Hands? My God, no. No? No? I so didn't I, do college. I, went, I did the Marine Corps. Did, okay. We played three-man. Also what's, popular. What's three man? Tell me, what's three-man? Very popular game at Ohio State cheerleading schools. Is 40 Hands? 40, 40 Hands, hands? Yep. yeah. Yep. Three-man is where everybody sits in a circle, and you take a dice, and you roll it. And the first person that rolls a three is three-man. So if you roll a four, it goes to like it goes to the left or a five. The rules I'm I'm fuzzy on the rules because I was drunk all the time. Mm-hmm. But certain rules made certain people drink. Okay. But anytime anybody drank, three man had to drink. Mm-hmm. So and oh, and and when you would roll a three, if I remember right, you had to roll another three to not be three man. Correct. So as soon as you were three man, you were pretty much fucked. It's a fun game because like like um if you rolled a four. The guy to your left had to drink, and then the next person would roll, or a six was across from you. But once you were three man, somebody had to roll double threes, like and not like two threes at the same time. Mm-hmm. They had to roll a three and then a three. So you were that's that's the intense. first the first time I played three man was in Japan on lockdown. Google for, it's fun. Yeah, was on lockdown for a typhoon, and um, I drank it with Boone's Farm. Oh, that was a rough fucking that was, night. That sounds, <laughs> I like how all of our faces made this. That was a rough same. night. Adult Kool Aid. So we had, Kool-Aid. quick story there, we had all of us in the barracks, um, and what they did was that when they got to a certain stage for the, for the typhoon, they locked everybody down in the barracks. You weren't allowed to leave or anything. So we're in the barracks. It was basically like 36 hours of free time. You could do whatever you wanted as long as you didn't leave the barracks. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons. We're playing video games. We are drinking. We're playing three-man. And it was, it was, it was like a scene out of Animal House. Mm-hmm. So we're anticipating this to go two days and the typhoon just literally blew through. So we're partying our ass off tonight. And at 6 o'clock the next morning, hey, muster. Yeah, so duty section had to get up and go outside. Well, the staff duty officer, who was a staff sergeant, was partying with us the night before. Because we're like, there's no way we're going to be on yeah. duty tomorrow. We are in the parking lot, in formation. And we're standing there. And you can't see me. We're just barely standing up. He walks out, accepts the, the, he accepts the platoon, and he goes, uh, it's early. I'm drunk. I better not have to bail any of you motherfuckers out today. Dismissed. <laughs> we were like, pew. <laughs> if, if we'd have gotten attacked that day, we'd have lost. <laughs> you can have the base. <laughs> you that win. Was, that was a rough, rough muster. We were all just, Arr. one guy was over and he was throwing up. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, man. That's a great story. So before I forget, before we get this rig rolling, you got to... Name of your podcast, where yes. they can find it. Because I try, I do my fair share of keeping up with my home teams mm-hmm. and still talk about them. But yours is stri- strictly dedicated to it. That's right. So uh, it's the, it's Detroit Sports Podcast. Uh, you can find it pretty much anywhere you can get a a podcast. Um, I don't know Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, uh, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere. You can find it everywhere. You can find it on YouTube if you want. Um, Tinder, he might be able to get it on Tinder. You get a couple things from Tinder. I'm definitely swiping Usually left. makes your makes your dick itch. But 
You get some things from Tinder for sure. Uh, what else? Uh, follow us on Twitter at Detroit Podcast. Uh, my cousin John does a, a great job with the Twitter, usually infuriating everybody, always trolling Michigan fans. So if you're a Michigan fan, he will probably troll you. And uh, that's why does, I left. I yeah, blocked his ass. It's 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 rough. It's rough. <laughs> uh, he is the stereotypical state fan. I will is, say that he is for sure. So you're saying he has stock in furniture companies? Probably. Okay. He's got. A, he just got a new house. He's got a couple couches at his house. So I'm I'm pretty positive he's going to set one of those on fire. Yeah, he will this fall. I guarantee that. Uh, what else? Uh, I mean, the wrestling one on Friday. Yeah, the wrestling one. Still doing it. Yeah, the wrestling one actually it drops usually on Saturday. Sometimes he'll put it out on Sunday. Uh, we're not doing it this week because I got a story for you guys real quick. We're just kind of I love stories derail. You know what? We there, do it every week. There is no there is no format to this, and we do not have a 22 minute time limit. I love we it. We go until we're done. I love it. It's great. Or until Mike has to go to first Friday. So we were plenty of time. We were we were kicking around the idea of doing the wrestling podcast because again we can do everything on on Skype. So I can do it here. He's back at home. I think mm-hmm. he would probably end up doing it from from our studio, which is in Sterling Heights, Michigan. And I was like, let's just kind of play it by ear, and we'll see what happens. Get down here, get to my Airbnb. So first off, I'm pissed about our Airbnb. It's just for what what the girlfriend ended up paying and what we've got is a little bit frustrating. And I guess it's just kind of what goes on around this area. So I guess it's kind of commonplace. It makes sense. Yep. Talking to everybody else, their place is incredibly small, and they played much more than we did. So it's what it is. It's it's not to cut you off. Yeah. It is the wrong time of year to be renting anything yes, in this area. Worst. Yes, spring, yeah. spring break. It, so. a, yeah, absolutely. And this that was another thing. It's part of the reason why we were pissed about this trip is because what was going on. It's like everything's inflated, and you're paying a primo price Wedding, for Wedding, right? Yeah, it's wedding. That's right. So the girlfriend's brother is getting married. Okay. He's a great guy, by the way. Sure. Love him. He's fantastic. Um, but Terrible to, scheduler. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. You have no idea. <laughs> I was telling Greg about it. These two people, it's like they don't own a, like a date book. They can't. They're, they're both the most laissez-faire people you've ever met. So it just fly by the seat of the pants. The wedding is supposed to be Saturday. We don't have a time. We don't have... Uh, uh, what's going on for dinner? There's a rough idea, like wedding's supposed to possibly be at six. Dinner's supposed to possibly be at eight. What? Nobody knows. They're kind of a to, fan, though. They're supposed to have the rehearsal dinner tonight. Twenty-eight people. Yeah. No reservations. No reservations. Guess who's not going to that? Guess who, guess, guess who's going to Safety Harbor with you, yeah, bro? Yeah, oh, that's boy. right. Yeah, that's the boy. Right. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, anyways, frustrated with the Airbnb and trying to figure out what the Wi-Fi password is. All right, so we messaged James. James is is the douchebag who owns this property as well as a bunch of other properties. He seems like he's a bit of a slumlord because he's just a skis ball. Anyways, sounds about right. We go back and forth with James for like the last three four days, and he's like, "Look, the Wi-Fi password is Blue Puppy eight eight six," and we're like, "No, it's not, James." Like we tried it in her phone, it says no. I I've tried it on my laptop, said no. So at this point, I tell John, I'm like, look, we're not going to do the wrestling podcast this week because I don't have Wi-Fi. This guy doesn't seem to want to give up his Wi-Fi code for whatever fucking reason. He's, got, a, he's got it mixed up. I'll go into that later. Go ahead. Right. So like, no no clue what's going on. Girlfriend this morning over by the, by the router modem set up, and she's like, there's the Wi-Fi password. Mind you, I've looked at it. I, I stared at it because usually it's right there. It's right on it. Right. I stared at it. I missed it. Just completely missed Easy it. Easy to do. And the Wi-Fi password is actually Blue Puppy 866, not 886. So now we've got Wi-Fi, but I'm not putting a wrestling show together because normally the wrestling show takes me a whole week to put together. 
I'm not doing that shit. So I'm going to party with you tonight. I'm going to have a good time. That's legit. And uh, we're just going to do what we do. But yes, there is a there's the Doc and Jock that drops every single, just kind of bring it back full circle here, that drops every single Thursday. Wrestling drops usually on a Saturday or a Sunday. Depends on when John wants to get it out. Depends on what's going on with the wrestling pay-per-views. Uh, we've got a bunch of other shows. We've got a baseball show. We've got uh, a young kid who's basically learning the ropes. So we've got an intern. He's pretty cool. Oh, good for you yeah, guys. Helping, helping the youth out. Um, we've got... A ton of stuff with Sports Illustrated. My cousin John does covers the Lions, uh, so he's a glutton for punishment, covering the the lovable losers and the Lions. Aren't and we all? Does a bunch of stuff with uh, with Sports Illustrated, and does a couple of Sports Illustrated podcasts as well as uh, what else we got? We've got a Michigan podcast. I know that's up your alley. About time. So it's uh it, it's pretty good, man. It's been it's one of those things. It's like you guys know. You guys have been doing this. It is definitely a love affair, right? Yeah. You, you do this because you love it. You're not you're not really here to make money. You're not going to really make any money off of this. You just kind of do it because it's an outlet for you, and that's why we do it. It's fun. It really look, is. It, the, the best part about it is I get to meet you guys through this. Absolutely. So it's it's absolutely literally. fantastic. It, I literally just from blowing these guys up on Twitter. That's exactly how I met them. So Mike and I met working at Lockheed Martin in 2009. Right. Sure. Yeah. 2000. Terrible with years. Two thousand. It was 2009. And it was it was right after the housing slump. Pause for a second. What is that? Lockheed Martin is an aircraft manufacturer. Okay. They, okay. they they make a lot of they have a lot of weapons contracts. Okay. And we met over there working for them. Now I in the Marine Corps worked on aircraft. I was an avionics tech. And when I got out, I got an AMP license, which let me do anything I wanted to do in an airplane. Uh, when 2008 hit, the company I was working for went belly up because the owner was too busy doing hookers and blow. Ooh. And um, I needed a job, so I went over here, and it was basically what I had done. For a couple other companies, uh, place was miserable. But we met and we became. They put us on this project together, and we were crushing this project and having just so much fun at work. And we came up with these ideas about we we should do a podcast together, mm-hmm. or we should do this. We had all these ideas, and I was like, you know what, we should work on that. And then I ended up leaving because Thus I, the invention of the idea board. Yep. As then, I point to my left, and ended up leaving because um, I couldn't take the place anymore. And we stayed buddies, but then um, a couple of things happened where I made a couple of stupid mistakes. And we just kind of fell out of touch a little bit. And we got back together, became friends, or, or rekindled our love affair. And then I saw him on your podcast, mm-hmm. and I got jealous. <laughs> I was like, fuck this. It was. It was a great time. So so I, I, I called him, and I'm like, hey, you still want to do that podcast? And he goes, fuck yeah. So so it, it literally, we met you through yours, but this happened because of yours. Oh, that's so, awesome. Yeah, it was. It comes full circle. It does. It's and, cool. And we've had, uh, we've had a lot of fun. We went through a lot of, uh, a lot of growing pains and a lot of, learned a lot of shit, but yeah, now. Working around just, schedules and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just, but like you said, it's, it's for fun. Yeah. That, that, that is probably the hardest part, right? Is trying to work around each other's schedule. Yeah. And as long as you guys have the flexibility to do that with each other, then you'll be good. Like I'm super type A, so like. We have we have a set schedule. Like this is what it's supposed to be. So when John needs to change it, it pisses me off, right? But I understand because I have to change it on him all the time, just because of my work schedule. Because my work schedule absolutely blows. Our, our weekly chat. Hey, my day just got blown up. You good for tomorrow? Yeah. Eh, sure. Yeah. Ish. Eight 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 thirty the next morning. Oh Jesus, my day just got blown up. I want to try Thursday. Oh, I'm busy Thursday. What about Wednesday? Yeah, I think I can make it work. There's a All lot right, of fuck I'll see it. You Let's Friday. wing it. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you guys have that flexibility with each other, you guys will. You guys I can't will be even good. say that because we've managed to raise enough money. We've sent two care packages overseas to troops. Yeah, you guys do a great deployed, job. With so that, I mean, way. it's it, it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we struggled. I struggled with the last one simply because of the time of year it was and. and 
believe it or not, we've said it before, it's not as easy to find someone who's deployed as you might think it is. Mm-hmm. You have to know somebody. Mm-hmm. You can't just go to the USO and go, it's hey, gotten very hard. who yeah. do you got where? Because the USO, USA will just, just give us the money and we'll handle it. Yeah. So so typically what ends up happening is I end up spending about $300 on stuff and $200 to, to, to ship it. Mm-hmm. So for Christmas, what we did was we donated $500 to the... It's the Jack Daniels Get Them Home project, and what they do is they buy tickets for servicemen to get home for Christmas. That's cool. Which is so it's, cool. it's even better. Yeah. So yeah. And, and and not that we don't love the postal service, Phil, Nick, <laughs> like Nick's listening, but I'm not pissing $200 away. I mean, we're actually putting more of that money sure. towards something. So we might try and redirect that, but um, I want to try and get a hold of them, see if we can put a link up on our, on our website. Well, I got breaking news. Yeah. Oh, shit. Breaking news. Deshaun Watson gets a fully guaranteed five-year, $230 million contract. To go to Atlanta? Cleveland Browns. Shut the fuck. No way. Just happened. Shut Courtesy up. of Ian Rappaport on Twitter. Uh, Browns were told no, but they kept recruiting. Whoa. And they bagged him. Here's Holy the Here's the thing. Hell. The here's AFC... The is now okay. the Hulk. So now can, can we get in, can we get into it now? Because I mean it's been it's been yeah. free agency week. Yeah. And now that we, we'll shoot the shit some more. But holy cow! Five year, two hundred and thirty million, fully, fully guaranteed. guaranteed contract. Yep. Here's the for thing. Cleveland. Well, that's the best roster of the teams he had available. I love Baker Mayfield. I, love I do Baker. too. I love I everything love, about him. I love him. I think he's great. I don't think he's a great quarterback. I think he's he's probably an average quarterback. But I love his moxie. I love the way he carries himself. I love the fact that he's a leader. He's blue collar. Yeah. He's he's as salt of the earth as you can probably be doing all those Home Depot commercials. There's a reason that he went out and basically wrote the article that he wrote in the newspaper, basically thanking the fans. He was right. This bridge is completely burned. He asked for a trade. They said they weren't going to trade him. Where does he go? What's the best spot Indianapolis. for Baker? The Colts? Yeah. Colts. Without a doubt. Either Baker or, uh, well, it's not going to be Matt Ryan now. But I thought that would have been mm-hmm. a perfect marriage right there. But I, I agree. I'd love to see Baker. In I the... equate Baker Mayfield, and don't laugh at me because I know they're different types of quarterbacks, but as far as what they're trying to do on the field, to a lot of what Jameis Winston was when he first got to Tampa. Jameis felt like he had to make the plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He could not sit down, and he couldn't be – and I know the term game manager comes up with quarterbacks a lot. If you have a game manager, you don't have a good football team, mm-hmm. as far as I'm concerned. you got a guy. You got to have a guy that can – that can pop that twenty-five yard out with, on his back or whatever and get it done. You got he's got to be able to make a play. But I think that in his head he felt like he had to do everything because the style offense they had, where they would run the ball, they would run the ball, they would run the ball, and then the defense would let him down. And now they're behind. Now, now what do you do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, well, you're not going to run the ball, so we'll just drop nine into coverage. I feel like he he's getting talent wise a bad rap. I also think he's not getting near enough credit for playing when he was missing three quarters of his body last well, year. Well, I was going to say, that's the thing, right? You can look at what he did last year, and you want to be like, oh, he had a really bad season. But there's more to it. He was playing he was, with duct tape on his right, entire right half of his body. He had a torn labrum. He had a bum foot. The guy had busted up ribs. Like, he was banged up. Like, and a lot of times... He looked, you, like, he looked like Stallone at the end of Rocky IV. There were parts... Right. There were parts where... There were times where he would he would break the huddle, and you could just see him limping up mm-hmm. to the line of scrimmage. Like, and now you're expecting this guy to drop drop back... Seven step, seven step drop, and, and, and get the ball out? With and a, he could hardly throw the damn ball. With mm-hmm. a great offensive line, but a great offensive line that is built for run For blocking, running, the, yes. Not for pass not blocking. Not for pass blocking. And there's a difference. Yes. There's a huge difference. 
Absolutely five crazy. Years and he got persecuted for, for playing hurt like that. Yeah. yeah. What he should have done is shut it down halfway through yeah. the season. I, I you would have looked at him totally different. I need to put my body back together, yep. and nobody should have said a word. Yep. But he played the entire season. Well, you know, the he, did, he did broken. what fans want. He did what, what ownership wants, right? They want you to gut through it, and they want you to play through it. But look at what happens when you do. That's a brilliant like, statement. Now you look at him like he's a totally different guy. Now you look at him like he's a bottom third, possibly a bottom, bottom quarter quarterback in the league. Like... He's not. I don't think he's great. There's, he's not. He's nowhere near elite, but I think he's a good quarterback. He's a quarterback who can win you games. Like, look at it this way. There was a game, I think it was last year, maybe it was two years ago. I think it was against the Chargers, too. It was 45-42. It was a yeah. hell of a game. The Browns lost by a field goal. It was a complete and utter shootout. And it goes back to what you were saying, where he feels like he has to go on the field. He has to make the play. Just like he did in Oklahoma. Yep. I don't care what anybody says. If you want to give a quarterback shit for losing a game 45-42, to 42, fuck you. Where's yeah. your defense? Right. And let's not forget, he curb-stomped the Steelers in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. he did. He <laughs> yeah. did. And it was glorious. He it was did. great. That's, that's a dude who was so Cleveland. Like, you're, you're not going to find a quarterback. Deshaun Watson, as good as Deshaun Watson is, he's not Cleveland. Baker Mayfield was as Cleveland as Cleveland as you could get. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of sexual abuse in Ohio. <laughs> There is that. <laughs> you hold on, Bell. Hit your bell. That was, you know, good on you. Thank you. Hey, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. Uh, I mean, in my opinion, he's going to end up. Uh, in Indianapolis is in a a, a a rough position because of what they gave up to get Wentz, mm-hmm. and then not getting shit for Wentz. So anything that they give up for a quarterback is going to be future. So it's going to have to be a team that says, you know, we're willing to build next year. But here's the thing. I see him in, in sorry, Indy or Seattle. I like Indy. I also like Seattle. But here's the thing. Whoever's going to get Baker, you almost it almost feels like you have Cleveland over a barrel because they've got to move on from him. They've got to move him. Right. Not just for salary cap relief, but because what are you going to do? You're just going to pay him to sit at home? You're not going to do that. Doesn't no, they, make no. sense. There's, there's no way because Baker is not in his rookie contract anymore, is he? No, this is his. No, is this you know, his he's fifth in year? His, yeah, it's his fifth year. So, he's in his so rookie then his fifth year. This he, is his contract. Year. He was yes. a number one. He was a number one pick. Mm-hmm. So that means his cap hit this year is going to be twenty-ish. Yes, because he was a number one, number one. But for Indy, it doesn't matter because no, it they doesn't have matter a for Indy. Shit ton of money, but it mm-hmm. damn sure matters for Cleveland. It matters for Cleveland, but for Cleveland, it's going to be, I think. We need to make the situation go away, and we need to move over, move on starting tomorrow. So I I don't know. And Indy is perfect because he doesn't have to run the whole game. Well, that's the thing too, right? So you've got a really good running back in Jonathan Taylor. Okay, the thing is, I think wide receiver wise, banging defense. They have a really good defense. Wide receiver wise, I think you need a little bit of help. I think you need a couple. You need you need a, a piece that can really stretch the field. Do you going. need someone to replace right. Ty? Exactly. That's that's you need it. somebody to kind of Michael take the top Michael off the Pittman defense. is going to be a, a monster. I think he'll be very good, but still, and here's the thing: the 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 wide receiving crop basically got shored up before free agency ever took place. Everybody yep. essentially got deals or were, were franchised. Mm-hmm. So you There's were then a couple out there. You were then kind of scrapping for what was left. There was really nobody out there because, look, Detroit fan here, uh, it's like AA for me. Yep. Uh, free agency period is like 
our second Super Bowl. Uh, draft day is our first. So when free agency True was rolling story. around, looking at the wide receivers that were out there because they needed one. They needed a guy who could take the top off the defense. They went out and got DJ Shark. And look, I'm not a fan of DJ Shark at all. I don't. If he can return to what he was two years ago, that'll be great for Detroit. But I was a fan of the deal that they gave him. They gave him a one-year deal for ten mil. Approved deal, yeah. And that helps Detroit. It's a prove-it deal. Let's see what you got. If if it's going to work out, we'll give you more money next year. If anything, they can move on from him. If it doesn't work, I don't know what you go get. To if he goes to Indy, I don't know what you go get to add that piece because I don't know if that piece is out there. So Juju's still out there. Yeah. But does he like Pass. he doesn't excite me at all. Like he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't excite me but but okay, I'll I'll play devil's advocate. I don't think that he's um uh, a Devontae Adams or a DeAndre Hopkins. But what he is is he's a piece that fits into an offense that at least shows some threat down the sideline. He has been an underperformer the last two years because Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger couldn't, hit, couldn't get the ball to that door. He's been shit. Right? Yeah. So so your deep guy in that offense has not mattered. Mm-hmm. You know it's, what Juju is? He's a young Chad Johnson minus the talent. Ju- Juju's a speedster. He's so, all about his social media. He's all about yeah, his presence enough. and his content and all that stuff. But what if you were to – me? I'll play devil's advocate now. What if you were to offer him a prove-it deal, and he took it because there's, he's got nothing else There's out no there. risk there. Right. So you bring him in, you say prove it, and he needs to play for that next big contract because he kind of realizes now he's got a quarterback who can get the ball down the field. And nobody's going after him. Right. He's just sitting there. Exactly. Exactly. You come to him, offer him 10 maybe $12 million a year. You uh, tell me he doesn't jump on that? I keep Look, I, I don't Julio Jones. I don't – well, do you really want an aged Julio, though? One, you know one year? His – uh, See what he can do. I don't know. I was still I wasn't, a freakish athlete. I wasn't impressed by what what he what you got in Tennessee last year with him. My biggest problem with him wasn't wasn't when he was on the field. It was when he was not on the mm-hmm, field, and right. they, that that was more than anything else. Yeah, I don't know. Next year is going to be bonkers. The entire AFC yeah, is it's crazy. It's a cage match. It's crazy. It's a death match every week. And in the NFC, it's the Rams and Bucks, pretty much. Any, yeah, that's that's pretty much anybody it. else. I mean, unless I'm missing a team. All right, so the wide receivers that I'm seeing that are out there still are Jarvis Landry, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jarvis Landry, but he's a he's a slot guy. Odo Odo Beckham yeah. Odo Beckham Jr. I agree, he is a slot guy. Corderell Patterson, but he's more of a wide receiver, running back now. Mm-hmm. And in the top 25, that's about it. Jameson Crowder, I feel like he's a guy that's been a victim of the team he's on. I think he could be better, but you don't know how good he is because he's never been on a good team. Yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling, oh, he signed with the Bears. But he's another guy who doesn't. Does he like move the needle at all? Cole does, Beasley. Does he get a, that, another guy who doesn't get you excited? That's a slot guy, nope, too. Slot guy. Just get a bunch of slot guys but, five wide. But, you know what? <laughs> but, it's like football, this but shit. Fact, but the fact of the matter is, is you've got a team in Indianapolis that maybe doesn't need a deep threat. Maybe you just need three guys out there that are able to get open enough to hit them mm-hmm. so that. Jonathan Taylor runs for another 47,000 yards this year. With yeah. that run game, you don't need a bunch exactly. of threats. The, the, the thing is, though, you also have to remember running backs. You guys remember Sean, Ex- Sean Alexander? Oh, hell Absolutely. yeah. Remember the season Sean Alexander had? You remember the year that followed? Garbage. It, yes, it was totally down. Running backs, I, I, I have a theory, and it's, it's been noted it's out there. Running backs only have so many hits in their body. They can mm-hmm. only take so much. Jonathan Taylor is a bruising running back. He does not shy away from contact. Loves to run between the tackles. If you give him an edge, he can get the edge. He doesn't have a, he's he's not a burner. It's not like he's going to he's going to rip one off for 73 yards. Has happened. But usually there's got to be a couple breakdowns that take place and yep. there's there's a little bit of rumbling and stumbling to to kind of seal that deal. Mm-hmm. So 
do you really want to force feed him the ball 200 times a season? I no, don't think you, don't. you do. You don't. Not I, if you want him to last. I think, I think that that is because, my opinion has always been, because you'll see a running back, Chris Johnson was always my favorite example. Mm-hmm. Okay, Chris Johnson shows up, and he has a decent year, and then he runs for, what, 2030-something? He, he, he was CJ... CJ2K, he yeah, just missed so. uh, OJ's record. Is it OJ or Eric Dickerson holds Dickerson holds the record? Dickerson's record. He just he just misses the record. So the next year they come back and the guy's shit. He's mm-hmm. garbage, right? Well, when you look at the NFL at any given time, how many elite quarterbacks do you have? Maybe five. Five, maybe I mean maybe six. Let's be maybe, generous and we'll go say eight. seven. Okay, sure, eight. Let's, yeah. And say uh-huh. eight. So if that running back doesn't have an elite quarterback. Whenever you play that team the next season, it's just about, well, let's just put nine in the box. Yeah, just load we'll the box We'll put nine up. in the box because guess who's not going to beat us? Chris Sims or mm-hmm. David Mills or... Colt McCoy. Colt, yeah. So that's why, to me, the running backs never seem... Derrick Henry being the exception, mm-hmm. Barry Sanders being the exception, um, just because they were so fucking good. And Emmett Smith was the exception, but that was because you and I could have run for 2,000 yards behind that offensive line. Yeah, that line. offensive line was sick. But still... Um, also, adding on to the contract, all two hundred and thirty million dollars are guaranteed. Yeah, that's, first time in NFL history. That, that is, is hilarious. That, that's funny. <laughs> that is that's absolutely crazy. Do you guys think that we that's see more something. guaranteed contracts? I mean, yes. yes. I think Kirk Cousins was was the first, right? Uh huh. And now Deshaun Watson, fully guaranteed. Still contracts. blows my mind. Yeah, is Kirk Cousins that good? No. Thank you. No. You like that? I, I Kirk think Cousins. I think this is the next wave, and I think this is what the players have been fighting for forever because. Baseball, you got guaranteed contracts. Hockey, you get guaranteed contracts. Basketball, you get guaranteed contracts. Football is the only sport, and it's incredibly violent. Like we're all hockey fans. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this room is a huge hockey fan. I think we all agree, football is a little bit more violent on a play-in, play-out basis. Right. It is incredibly violent, and you are essentially playing for whatever your signing bonus is. The rest of it is just like your weekly paycheck. Here you go. Right. And you guys know, if you have a job, it's at will, you can be fired at any point. All that money goes poof. Yeah, goes the only away. penalty that really is there is cap. It's, yeah. It's the cap penalty. The, uh, it's, it's not real money. It's no, cap, money. It's cap I money. I think the difference between those leagues you mentioned in the NFL, though, is if I give a baseball player, excuse me, let's say I give him $200 million for a 10-year contract and, it's, and it is fully guaranteed, mm-hmm. if he can't play anymore, I can still send him to Durham. That's true. I can still make some money off of him. Right. You can do that in hockey. You the can do the that leagues in are set up completely the, yeah, different. Yeah, it's not. I, I think that they're going to start leaning towards the, mm-hmm. the guaranteed money. And I think that what's going to happen in the next collective bargaining, the big one, they're going to push for that. And the NFL is going to be like, okay, but the salary cap's got to go down. Because we have to have some type, yeah. some type of out. Either that or you're going to get your 18 games. Yeah. Because the NFL really seems to want that. Yeah. And the Kirk, players don't. Kirk Cousins. How much money do you think he's made in his contract in his NFL in his NFL career? Oh, it's absolutely ridiculous. He is the he's the, he's the he's the one guy who's been able to maximize this new salary structure by getting franchised twice, then rolling those two franchise tags into a fully guaranteed contract, and then getting it extended by an additional year. He's making like forty mil this year, know, isn't he? 35. 35. 35 this year. It's I know. Nuts. I know how much money he's made in his career. Take a guess. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say three hundred twelve million dollars. High. Two fifty. Two hundred fifty three million wow. plus change. Look at you. This was the price is right. I'm rolling out of here with a brand new washer and dryer. For, 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 yeah. you, no, you're rolling out of here with your washer and dryer in his car. You a want new, to go. A new Subaru? Two hundred and fifty three million dollars for Kirk Cousins. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. Uh, that's crazy. That's I, nuts. I don't and he's that. like he's he is the epitome of what 
baseline is. He is an average quarterback. That he shows is, you how important that position is. He, yes. He is quarterback on a good week. He's quarterback 12. Yeah. On an, an average week to a bad week, he's like quarterback 17 to 20. Like, it, it's weird. He is he is legitimately. If you go through and you rank all the quarterbacks, he's Mid-tier. like quarterback 15. M- middle of the road. Yeah. yeah. He's quarterback and you can't you can't play in fantasy because this week he throws four touchdowns and next week he throws three interceptions. Right. With <laughs> zero playoff runs. A win maybe or two, maybe. No, he had a couple. I think he has one win. No, he he was on the Vikings team that beat the Saints with uh Stephon Diggs. No, that was um that was what's his nuts. He was the backup in uh in Cleveland. Um when I say playoff runs, they never made it to a championship game. Oh they no. haven't made it to the Super Bowl. That um, he wasn't who uh no they've never made a Super Bowl. That no, no. I'm, yeah. that's what I'm saying. They haven't even made the conference championship game. They haven't won their division, have they? No, they won it once. Once. They won it a couple years ago. What was his name? Uh You're right. It it wasn't. I'm it looking was, uh, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Um Brown's backup key. I don't even Regardless, care. it wasn't it wasn't uh It Kirk wasn't Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Let's uh dude, you and I last night, we were having so much fun. We were absolutely giddy. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. That's nuts. That's hilarious. Case so, Keenum, by the way. What's that? Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Case Keenum. Yeah. That's so right. This is, so this is the, 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 the talking point that Mike and I had last night. Aaron Rodgers signed four years for $203 million. Now, granted, that does take this year's contract into, into um, uh, consideration. It's a lot of money, but it lowered basi- his cap Which hit. basically means he signed a $153 million uh, extension. Um he knew that they were going to trade Devontae Adams before he signed. Yeah. If you're Aaron Rodgers, why the fuck did you sign with Green Bay if they're going to get rid of Devontae Adams? You know th- why? Because you stay in the NFC, and you don't have to worry about anybody but the Bucs. Yeah, but like you, said, like you said, he can't be Bucks Bunny. You, he can't you, throw it and catch it. They'll sign somebody. I mean, it's. I don't think he really... I know this is stupid to say, but I don't think he really cares about going to a contender or doing any of that stuff. I think it's just one massive contract, play a couple more years, and then he's going to go open some nudist colony or something. I don't know. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it, it, it's weird. He's a weird dude, and he's gotten weirder and weirder as his career has gone on and stretched. And to know that you signing this contract basically cuts the legs out of your team, like who you can't go sign anybody. They were already in cap hell as it was. Mm-hmm. They had to get rid of half of their defense just to make that signing happen. And now you're going to lose your best asset. The guy who this is what's this is what the best part is, right? When you hear Aaron Rodgers talk, just listen to him because he talks out of both sides of his mouth, right? He said the only way he was Are going you to sign that is because to, he didn't get the shot. Is that what you're getting at, Adam? No, no, no. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is <laughs> every Tuesday on McAfee, I watch yeah. it every every day. What what I'm saying is he's he's come out and he said. I'm only playing with with Devontae Adams. I'm only doing this. Only this was before he signed that massive contract. Yes, and you you signing that deal made sure that that wasn't going to happen, and you knew that wasn't going to happen. Exactly what we said to each other. Like it, it's bonkers to me. He is he is the most me first guy that I think I've ever seen. It is it is unreal. It, you know, it's really weird because you go from Brett Favre, who was a really me first guy, mm-hmm. to Aaron Rodgers, who is a really me first guy. It's nuts to me. It's absolutely crazy. Maybe he'll follow the same path as Brett Favre. Maybe he will sign in Green Bay in a couple of seasons after retiring four times and then coming back. Right. Who knows? But I, I don't know who he's going to throw to. I don't know who he's going to pass to or, or what he's I mean, It's going to essentially be him and Aaron Jones. And that's all you got. Because you don't have any wide receivers. Randall you Cobb. don't have any tight ends. Randall Cobb's a free agent. 
He's a free agent this yeah. year. Is he really? Yeah. yeah. They and, like, to... and here's the thing. Who the hell really wants Randall Cobb? He's at the end of his career. He Aaron was did. not He was not impressive to me last no, year. No, at all. Even in that game with against the Cardinals where they had no um, no Adams. There was no Devontae Adams mm-hmm. that week, right? And Cobb was like, uh, I am, I'm, I'm kind of here. That entire receiving core is basically being flipped over. So Devontae Adams, gone. Uh, Randall Cobb, free agent. He might come back. Maybe the, they work out a deal where he makes $2 million a season. Who the hell knows? Uh, Scantling, he, gone. He's, he signed with Chicago, so right. he's not even available. All they have gone. left is Lazard. Tanyan, That's it. That's it. Tanyan That's it. is a free he's agent. He's a free agent as well. It's nuts. Absolutely crazy. Good for us. Now, they do have <laughs> yeah, they do have five picks in the first two rounds, but I don't know of any wide receivers coming out this year that i got to have. There's there, there's a lot of depth there. Though. Every year, there's always depth at wide well, receiver. That's this year's draft. Yes. This year's draft is a lot of very good players, mm-hmm. but there's no one that you're going to draft this year that's going to make you a Super Bowl contender. Well, here's the thing. This is the difference between last year's draft and this year's draft. This year's draft, very nuts and bolts, right? It's getting guys. There's a lot of depth. Offensive Every, linemen, defensive yes. linemen. Everybody's good. Everybody's good. Last yes. year, there were great guys. Uh, Jamar Chase. Uh, Trevor Sewell. Lawrence. Trevor Penny Lawrence. Sewell. Yeah. You, there, there were a, yeah Penny Sewell. You had a uh, what uh, the guy who ends up going to Carolina, uh, the the lineman um, Rashawn Slater. Slater. Slater yeah. was Slater was an, another awesome pickup for an offensive yeah. lineman. So you've got guys everywhere from last year's draft who have in their first year taken monster steps forward, look like superstars. Fair. This year's draft very different. I think if you're if you're a fan and you're listening to this. Lower those expectations. It's not going to be. You're not going to be going and getting the next Jamar Chase. They're not out there. You're going to go out there. You're going to get some very good guys. Some guys are going to bubble up. Some guys are going to look really, really good. But it's more a nuts and bolts draft. It's adding depth. It's adding guys who who are good at their position, but probably won't ascend to those those heights of like top ten wide receivers in the league. That's exactly what I think. And they they pick. What do they pick? They pick like twenty second. That's their first pick that they get from the Raiders. And then they pick twenty. Their pick is twenty eighth. It's nuts. That's, like, here's yeah. the thing. That's that's a good spot if you're looking for for some wide receivers. Depth, yeah. There there are some good wide receivers that you can get there, but that becomes increasingly difficult if you're a guy like Aaron Rodgers, who is pretty demanding of his teammates. Yeah. And if you're a young wide receiver, I don't necessarily know that he's the best quarterback to go play with because when you make a mistake, mm-hmm. it's not like it's a coaching moment. There's a difference between a coaching moment and a guy who's just a dick to you and lets you know that you fucked up. He's the guy who lets you know you fucked up. Like, you messed up. You were supposed to, It was supposed to be an out route. You went in. Mm-hmm. you know. And now it's your fault that we turned the ball over and I threw an interception. Like, not a coaching moment. Like, hey, instead of next time, watch what the safety's doing. And instead peel outside don't go inside we don't have this problem i hope they lose 10 games i hate green bay i don't think we all do (laughs) we were bred that way as of right now i don't see them winning the division i i don't see how you can say they do well it's it's because wide open yeah i think it's i think it is wide open here's the thing does minnesota scare you at all they're probably the most complete team Minnesota, in that, in Minnesota, that division. I give, I give Minnesota the nod right now simply because of the coaching change. But here's the thing. Kirk Cousins is also your quarterback. Fair. And he's having a new regime change. So it's going to take a minute to learn the ins and outs of that system. The Vikings are all about staying healthy. If Dalvin Cook stays healthy and Justin Jefferson stays healthy and Adam Thielen stays healthy, their defense can at least show up. You guys mentioned something. You, you mentioned a name there. Adam Thielen. Is it just me, or does he seem like he's a bit of a prima donna? Adam Thielen is... Ad, right, but Adam Thielen with Kirk Cousins... 
He just restructured his contract today, too. Here's the thing. This if is I what's read weird. That right. They seem like they're not always on the same page. And by not always, I mean like 85% of the time, they're not on the same page. When they are, it's magical. Right. Adam Thielen has four touchdowns in a game, goes off for almost 200 yards. He's incredible. But a lot of times, it looks like Adam Thielen wants to go all Mortal Kombat and rip Kirk Cousins' heart out and then stomp it on the ground. Thielen is a tall Julian Edelman. That's that's pretty harsh. <laughs> I think it just I, you love the guy. Yeah, he gives. He's just. I think he's just one of those guys you put in there. If he's on your team, you're like, I'm good because he's he's not going to let me down. I think Thielen has uh, to to follow up with you a little bit of a complex because. Um, Stephon Diggs didn't want out of Minnesota because he wasn't getting passes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There, there, some, something happened there. was there. something there. Yeah. And now Thielen, Thielen was blowing up, was blowing up. Here comes Stephon Diggs, and now Stephon Diggs has got more than Thielen. Now Diggs wants to go. Now you got Justin Jefferson, who has shown that he's Justin really Jefferson on the looks field. Like, looks like twice, a savage. Twice yeah. the receiver that yeah. Thielen is. And all you see is Thielen pissing and moaning and yep. screaming and hollering in the games. Maybe maybe a little bit of Antonio Brown complex. How come you're not throwing me the ball more? A little bit. Well, probably because he's open. I mean, I'm just going to go with that one. I, who knows? Thielen is... I mean, I want Detroit to be good. We've talked about this. I think Detroit is finally, maybe in the in, for the first time in 20 years, making the right steps. Mm-hmm. I like the fact they didn't go out and pull a Jaguars free agency. Yeah. I know that the Jaguars want to get good, and, they, and and I like a lot of the pick or the, a lot of the signings the Jaguars made. I don't think they can. What's the salary cap situation for the, up for there? The Lions? Yeah. They had $22 million. So, so not they, horrible. They had some money. I, I think what you're seeing with Detroit is it is it, it's getting guys in, and it's getting guys in not necessarily on the cheap, but on affordable contracts, and a lot of them are one or two year deals. It's a lot of prove it deals. I think what you're what they're setting up for is next year. Next year is the year that they go, they push. Maybe don't push all in, but they go a lot harder than they've gone the previous two years. It's like I said, nuts and bolts, right? You look at what they did in last year's draft, nuts and bolts. There were superstars there, and it sounds like uh, sounds like Brad Holmes tried to move up to get Jamar Chase. Like he he has an eye for talent, and if what was reported is correct. If you're a Lions fan, you feel good because you have a you had first time in forever. You have a general manager who can eyeball talent. In my lifetime, yeah, he tried to move up to go grab Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, rookie of the year, absolute stud, looks like a freak show as a wide receiver. Couldn't do it. Ends up getting Penny Sewell. That ain't half bad. We'll take that all day long, right? So now you add it to your offensive line. Nuts and bolts. Nuts and bolts. You go grab a couple defensive interior defensive linemen. Grab a, a couple uh, linebackers. Nuts and bolts. More nuts and bolts. This year's draft. We talked about it. It's going to be a lot of nuts and bolts, right? You're, there's gonna, they're going to grab a wide receiver. Probably be at the back end of the first round with that Rams pick. Maybe it'll be the beginning of the second round with their pick. Either way, they're going to get a good wide receiver. He's going. He's going to be a solid player. He's not going to be Jamar Chase. He's not going to be a superstar, but it's going to be a guy who's going to give you some talent. And you see what he did in the fifth round last year with Amon Ross St. Brown. The guy can draft wide receivers. That, that guy know. is going to be He, he knows what he's doing. Right, yeah. exactly. So more nuts and bolts. Next year, Next year, I think they load up, they go get their quarterback. All right? I think they maybe package a couple couple picks, move up in that first round, go get whoever it is that they eyeball that they think is going to, to set this franchise up. They'll go get that guy. And then after that, I think free agency before obviously free agency happens before the draft. I think they are loading up. They're going to grab a couple guys defensively. They'll grab a couple guys offensively, and they'll get ready to go. But it's this is a process. And if you're a Detroit fan, you always hear about the process. This is the process. The first time that I think that 
they kind of get the process. They have it under control. They know what they're doing. Right. I think this year was a bit disappointing as far as what you got out of the wide out of the quarterback position in college. I, th- there were supposed to be three guys who were supposed to go top of the draft this year. Mm-hmm. All of those guys fell flat on their face. They all look like absolute garbage for well, whatever that's, reason. That's what happens when your team you're on sucks. Right. Well, no, it's true, but you also are looking for a guy who can make things happen, right? I mean, Trevor Lawrence looks like he's a franchise quarterback, right? I think he got put in a really bad spot with Urban Meyer as his head coach. I think he got put in a bad hey, spot. Bang, 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 bang. Hey, right. say what you want about Urban Meyer, kicker of the year. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> so I think he got put in a bit of a rough rough spot. But as that se- as the season wore on and when – you had when when things kind of changed around a little bit. He looked like he got a little bit more comfortable. Looked like he was understanding and digesting what was taking place on the field. I think he's still going to be a very good quarterback. I think he was put behind the eight ball with what took place early on in his career. He's and, not he's not Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow is a dog. Yeah. Joe Burrow to me to me Joe Burrow is is like where the elite list ends. I'm I like after last season halfway through last season I was like Joe Burrow's an elite quarterback. Straight pimping. Joe Burrow is straight pimping all day long. Joe Burrow is in year two what most coaches hope their first-round pick ends up in year five. Trevor Lawrence wasn't helped last year by the fact that um, they kept their best player on the team off the field for some reason. I don't know what they were – their that game with James no Robinson. Sense. made was no sense. the dumbest thing ever. Like, he was an absolute stud. He is, and he still is. Uh, they, I like that they went out and they grabbed Sheriff, Sheriff, uh, Sheriff mm-hmm. and I think they grabbed another offensive lineman. They did. Uh, I, I don't remember off the top was, of my head. Wasn't a, wasn't a big time name, but they did a lot of spending this year, which was they did. crazy. They to did me a lot for of spending, but they also spend that much money. They also addressed holes, so I guess I can't complain about it too much. Now, Mike and I have talked about it a little bit. Jacksonville is number one. Detroit's number two. Jacksonville picks any of the top three guards. Any of them: the Evan Neal, uh, the kid from uh, Mississippi State. And there's another one out there, Lakeem Okawakam, Mekamakam, whatever his name is. I can't remember. Who do you pick at number two with Detroit? You have two of the – there's three guards that everybody's yeah. saying could go number one. Tackle. Evan Neal's a tackle. tackle. So what I w- – Lineman, yeah. What I would want to do is moving back would be my preferred because I would like to get a pick next year to be able to package to move up because if I'm, if I'm laying out my game plan, this team's going to be better than picking second next year. Yeah, and you That's want your, you want your quarterback next year. So the way I see it, you'll be picking somewhere between ten and probably fifteen, and so you're gonna have to move up a little bit. You have to jockey if you're if you're forcing me to pick at number two, at number two. I know who I'm taking. I, I already, I I already know who, who you're, you're taking. taking. I already know who you're taking. Who am I taking? Uh, you're taking Hutchinson. No, no. I'm taking Evan Neal, and I'm building an offensive line. A franchise offensive line. If one thousand percent. If Jacksonville takes Evan Neal, because right now they're saying Jacksonville's going to take Hutchinson, Evan Neal, or the kid from Mississippi State. That's, if if Neal is off the board, of course I'm taking Hutchinson. Okay. I think he fits Dan Campbell's mentality so to too. a T. I think so too. But if you have that pick, I'm building that offensive line. Now you've got Sewell on one tackle and Neal on the other. Oh, Please all day. What do you do with uh, with numbnuts? Uh, Decker. Yeah, Decker. Get the fuck out of town. Well, see, this is the thing, right? So I thought last year would be a prime example or, or prime time to to possibly trade him, send him to Indy, send him to Indy. Indy needed needed uh, help along the offensive line. This is a guy who is, I want to say he's Pro Bowl caliber. Move him to guard. 
You could, but is he open to do that? Because why would you draft? Why would you draft uh, a left tackle who's supposed to be a otherworldly left tackle in Penny Sewell, and then play him at right? And then when he gets when when Decker gets hurt, you now got to move him to left, and then you got to move. It, it, there was uh, last year was maddening with the way that they did things. Right. It, was, it was just absolutely insane. I, I think if I'm drafting at two, the guy who I was really impressed with after his combine was uh, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Trayvon Walker, the defensive tackle, yeah, unreal. Like yes, the, the thing the thing about him, reading when you read up about him before the combine, and then you see what goes on with the combine. Some of the things just didn't match up. Like the, the big cons against him was he doesn't have a lot of bend. He's not super fluid. He he struggles with with X, Y, and Z. He goes out at the combine and watching the hoop drill, the dude was like. Bent inside that hoop and just he looked so fluid. He like, looked like Plastic Man. Yeah, it was unreal. Dude's six was he? I think he's like six five, six seven. He's like two hundred and thirty. No, he's like two hundred and fifty eight pounds. Dude's got like an enormous wingspan. He's just a freak athlete. It's yeah. unreal. You could put that guy on the outside with those with that arm length. He could just drive tackles back all day long, and then it's just a swim move inside, and you're getting to the quarterback. That would be the way it looks, right? It might be a little bit high to go two there, just by everything that I read. But if I was drafting at two, that would be the guy I would take because I think he is going to be next level. I think he is so damn impressive. Almost everybody has him top six. Yeah. So two is not a reach. It doesn't feel like it, but it, going into the combine, I think he was like ten or fifteen is where he was kind of projected to go. I even seen some mock drafts where he was like twenty second, and I was like, how the hell is this guy twenty two? Sometimes but that, after that, sometimes combine, that's that's about like. Um, there's a lot you of know, the production that you get on the field. And here's the thing. Yeah, and about who needs what and where they pick. Right. Georgia was rotating four, five, six guys. Yes, they were. On that on that they defense had hockey line, lines. So. Yeah, it was nuts. Next lineup. Yeah. It's crazy. So it was absolutely crazy. If but that I'm would De- be the guy who I would take it to. If I'm Detroit, I don't care who Jacksonville picks first. I'm picking one of the other two offensive linemen second. So both of you guys are on the offensive lineman trade. It's the old Dallas Cowboy mentality. Mm. I, I, look, I look at it like this. The games that I watched last year when I watched Detroit play, I saw something that I had not seen out of the Lions. Now, granted, I'm not a Lions fan like you guys are, and I, I watch my, my father's from Michigan, so I've always rooted for him, but I'm a Bucks guy first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, my, smart, my, smart, my, good for you. Yeah, good for me. <laughs> my, and my wife, my wife, all her family's from Boston, so for the last 20 years, I've been a Patriots fan, and, and I was kind of like them beforehand. We'll get into that later. Oh, I, um, when you get done making your point, I want to know who you're. Who you're Second team. So, like, if you're a Lions fan, you always have a team two. Yeah. So, I want to go around the room. I want to know who your team twos are. Well, I'm I'm Bucks Patriots. Okay, Bucks Patriots. Okay. He's 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 Lions Bengals. <laughs> Has to be right as he sits on the <laughs> turbis. So so when I watched the Lions last year, I saw the same thing out of them that I saw out of Florida State last year, and I saw not a lot of talent on the field, but I saw discipline. Mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot of stupid mistakes. First time in a long I, time. Exactly. I First time in a long time. I didn't see him Ever coming in. Ever more excited in. about four wins? No. I didn't see him coming in <laughs> no. after a timeout to punt and only having 10 men on the field. Yes. I didn't see nine pre-snap penalties in a playoff game. I love I, Campbell. I saw, I saw discipline, I love and I guy. saw guys that never quit. So this is and, and I saw Detroit. that right there. Yes, that right there. And that was the one thing that kept me together as the season went. I was watching these guys play hard when it was obvious the season was over and all you were playing for was draft yep. position. And I saw a team that had guys that were quality, but they were beat up. DeAndre Swift was out a lot. You know, you lose this offensive line. Hawkinson was out. So when I look when I look at them, I say if I give 
this offensive line, I put an offensive line out there that can give Goff four seconds to read the field and that can open up some holes. Now that defense doesn't have to be as good because we can churn clock. We can put eight more points a game on the board. And that makes us more competitive because if we can at least keep the other team off the field more, and, and, and I see, I saw Goff running for his life a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. So to me, well, he's a Detroit quarterback. Defense used to win championships. It's not like that no, anymore. No. It's it's offense now. If you don't put up twenty five points a game, you can fucking well, kiss it goodbye. It's part of it has to do with the way the rules are constructed. Absolutely. As, as a defense, as, uh, as a defensive back, you are you're, you're basically hamstrung. It's you got like basketball. You, you got to play. Yeah, you got to play with one hand behind your back. By Foul. the way, uh, Juju's just signed with the Chiefs. Oh, you fucking beat me to so, it. So one year, ten point seven. Glad you got the deets on it. <laughs> so, but no, so that it, leaves OBJ. Is there another Stella in there? Yeah, I think there's two. Stella Artois. Gracias. And look, he's not going to go play with Baker. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just take that back. Yeah. yeah. He's not going to go play Good with enough. Baker. There was something there. So. so not only, also, I just read, well, I was looking for something. Not only did the um, are the Browns giving him five years, $230 million guaranteed, they gave up three number ones. Yeah. That's crazy. That's insanity. Three number ones. Hey, what have, I, what have I been saying for years? Fuck those picks. Yeah. Give me stars. It's true. I agree. It's true. I mean, as, as long as you make your salary cap work. Work for the Rams. Yeah. All right. So, I look, I don't know. As a Detroit fan, I'm excited, but you taking it back to what I the, think you should be. Where the conversation was going initially, the NFC North. I don't feel threatened by Minnesota. I don't feel threatened by the Bears. I never feel threatened by the Bears, but the Bears always seem to beat Detroit's ass on Thanksgiving. Makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I, I think the brightest future in the NFC North is Detroit, which is really weird to say. Soon. Yeah, very soon. soon. I, I say within within eighteen months, like that soon. Detroit and the Wings are in a great. They're in the same place. Same place. They, they really same are. Place. They they have that centerpiece built. The front office finally seems to have their head out of their ass. Uh, they they got they got guys even watching the Red Wings. They don't quit. Yeah, they they're out there playing even when they're outmatched. Uh, they yeah they've had some rough games. Uh, I but it's gonna so happen. I, you, I, you guys you guys watch. Obviously, you guys watch, but. What is your take on on Jeff Blaschel? Does Jeff Blaschel is will Jeff Blaschel be given the time to to be on this team to help build a winner, or is Jeff Blaschel just kind of a dead man walking, just kind of waiting to make that next move? Selfishly, I don't know. I, selfishly, I'm I just I'm ready for a NHL proven caliber coach to come in, turn the corner. The talent, the core talents there. Now it's time to add pieces. They've had a great draft the past two years. The core talent is there. Now it's time just to plug better players, players in. add some vets. I And I could be totally wrong because it just seems like since he's been there, we've sucked. Um, I don't know. It's Is it fair to say because he didn't have the talent then, but now that we're putting a team, I don't know. I, I would love to have an NHL-proven winning coach. but If, if I'm a GM, I, I look at last year – not really needing much because the, the the Red Wings stood pat last year. They went out, they did their draft. You know, they didn't even bring Cider Crushed in it again. until this year. Mm-hmm. Great draft last year. They come in this year. They've got better talent on the team, and they're a better team. So you can't give a coach more talent and then be better and go. You're a shitty coach. Mm-hmm. They've got I, I they've got those two kids that they drafted last year that were still going to Boston University. I think right. Yep. When they get those those pieces on the ice, 
if they are not markedly better, like last year's draft, this year's going to be their year for free agency. I think their goaltending has so much better than it was. If they don't improve shit so Ned much. Ned shut after, out Vancouver last night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If if they don't make a jump next year, not Stanley Cup jump, but a 25-point jump or uh, make sure you get the second round of the playoffs, then you have to step back and go, hey, I gave you the pieces, and you're still down here. Mm-hmm. Next year's the deciding year. I, seriously, I agree. Th- this is this is where I'm at with it. I think he gets one more year. Yep. But that being said, I still feel like he's a dead man walking. It's been too much up and down this season. There'll be games where where they're on and they score seven goals. You're like, how the hell does and he they score look seven amazing. goals? Yeah. And then there'll be games where they just get shellacked by the Coyotes and they give up nine goals. And you're just like, what? and then lose nine yeah, to but seven. Who, who are you yeah. going to get? Because Urban Meyer's already he's already rode that ship. <laughs> Dave Wanstat doesn't want to coach anymore. Right. So I, I feel like he's a dead man walking. I feel like where you're at, right? A proven guy. And whether Gerard Glant becomes available again, whether it is somebody else, there. I think the, the next move, I think he gets one more year. I think next year, and then he's out. Because I think at that point, this team will then be looking to to actually win games. Yes. I think this They'll team... They'll be expected to yes, win games. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I think next year you maybe get to the playoffs. Maybe you, you trick around. You, you that final week you end up losing one too many games. You don't quite get there. But after that, it's it's go time. Like there are no more excuses. You, you have to go. And I think what what Steve said coming out. And I feel like we've, we've done a really Detroit centric podcast. And I'm sorry about that. Hey, that's but okay. It kind of happens. Doesn't break my heart. It, it, it. I think what what Steve said. I think it was last year. Maybe it was two years ago. Sorry, COVID really messed up a lot of things yeah, with, with timelines for me. But Steve came out and said, look, this is this team is a lot worse than what we thought. It was a lot worse than when we when initially when we got in. We thought it was going to be this, this, and this, and it's not this, this, and this. It, right. it's, it is more... It was horrible. Th- yeah, it was, it's more this, 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 and this, and this, and then we also have to deal with this. And COVID. Right. <laughs> so it's... Seriously. It, it is... It is the, the the job that Steve Eisman has done, and you guys as being here in, in Florida and watching what he did with Tampa, he's doing the same thing in Detroit. And it is it is going to be like right, I love that shirt by the way. It takes time. It is going to be it is going to be Tampa Bay of the North. He does it the right way. Yeah. And it ain't gonna happen overnight. And he said that in his press conference. Mm-hmm. This is gonna take time. This was uh the sh- the shirt they wore on Gasparilla. Oh really? Gasparilla is a holiday that they're holiday. It's a party day it that really they have is in Tampa here. where they celebrate, air quotes, Jose Gaspar, who is a fake pirate, invading Tampa Bay. Every year it's this big party. They have mm-hmm. his parade. So on Saturday, they actually went to the game that this That's year. Didn't awesome. even realize it. And that was their logo for the for the game that day. That is cool. So, if you're a Bucks fan and you're a Tampa Bay fan, right? It, it is it is awesome. the, the, the perfect marriage. It it's is a great logo. It is the Tampa Bay Bucks logo with a with a lightning oh, logo in the middle on the forehead. Yeah. It's Fucking great. Awesome. It's awesome. It's sweet. All right. So, yeah. All right. Anything else football wise? I mean, that, I mean that's we've enough, pretty much right? nailed yeah. all the sports, right? Yeah. How long have we been going? Has it been like an hour? Uh, an hour five. Wow. Yeah, we're good. This is awesome. I, I just, I just love how we just like cheers, grip it and rip it. That's this is awesome. Just, yeah. That's all we do, man. We just sit here and bullshit. It's like, it's like having a, a, a conversation with your buddies. So good. Just grip it and rip it, and you guys just let it flow. There's, I love, I love the way this is structured. It's just structure. You mean, you mean lack of structure? Yes. yes. <laughs> but you guys don't understand. So I am I am notorious for derailing every podcast I'm on, right? Love uh, it. So with when, when me and B would do one. so I would me and say my, you add character. Well, I add a little <laughs> bit of flair. 
So my, my buddy Little B uh, was a producer with me when we would do Big Drew and Jim show, right, for iHeart. And B is B is extremely, like, we got to hit times, we got to do this, we got to do that. And I'm like, bro, it's a podcast. We just... It's we just get to go talk. Podcast. We just get to go say things. It's cool. Advertising or something like that, or just he just that he's is he a radio guy? <laughs> radio. There it right. is. He's just he just radio is so beaten into his head. Hey, we're about to play the same fucking Led Zeppelin song for the thirteenth time today. <laughs> yeah. Be right back after this break. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, no, it doesn't work like that. So just to get him comfortable, I would just we would start talking about something, and I would just take it way to the right, and then I would bring <laughs> it way back to the left. That's awesome. And I would just have him spinning around in. We would be 35 minutes in. We would miss whatever time spot he wanted. And we would then get back on track and start talking about a show. So I love the way you guys do this. Like, I absolutely love this. This is great. I, I haven't had this much fun on a podcast. This is probably my first one. Hey, I mean, and that's eight years ago. Duh. How about that shit, huh? Duh. It's I mean, great. Well, I well mean, so, so you're going to move down here and we'll just do this for a living? I mean, we could. We'll do podcasts. We'll do podcasts five days a week. I got to get better with the, with the roads around here. I mean, I got here on time. I uh, just stay but, off. It's guys, it's crazy. So we were supposed to go to lunch, and, and here, here we go. go. Yep. <laughs> we were supposed to go to lunch. We we're supposed to go to lunch to meet the girlfriend's parents and her sister, right? And we left the gym, and apparently I was just supposed to make this. I, I don't, I don't know what the hell I was supposed to. I have no where idea. were you? Uh, I don't know. I was Florida. by the, I was, yeah, I was by the Planet Fitness over there, off of uh, just north of here or south of here. I don't know what direction. It's south of here, I think, because I had to come north this okay, way. Okay, so yeah, you were down. Yeah, so I, I know. So you're off down 19. like off the 66th Street. Yes, down in, in um, you're down in Saint in Saint Pete, San yeah. Fargo. Yes. Okay. So we were there, and I was supposed to like make like a turn before like 110th Street. Okay. I don't know yeah. what I ended up doing. I ended up getting on this freeway, and I'm driving, and like it says rerouting, and I was like rerouting where? You told me to go this way, bro. I have no idea what I'm doing around here. I ended up getting off the freeway. I was like, fuck it. Here's 110th. Taking 110. I had to take all side streets. By Welcome the way, everything Florida. around here is like 25, 30 miles an hour. Like, at home? It's for the old people. Just stay on 19. Bro, at home, you're driving 85 on the freeway, and pretty much everything is freeway. It is all freeway. Wherever you want to go, it's freeway, and then you get off, and then you, you drive 40 wherever you got to go. Here, everything is 25, 30. I'm looking. I'm like, oh, it's only like 10 miles away. And then it says it's going to take you 40 minutes. And I'm like, how is it going to take you 40 minutes when it's 10 miles away? You are also in one of the most densely populated counties in the country. It is the worst. Bonkers to me. Michigan, it's like, hey, look, farmland. Yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not not in Detroit. You just got to stay on 19. 19 is like our telegraph. Okay. Yeah. It's... Well, so, get out of the way. This is the thing parking too. Lot in the world. This is the thing too, right? So when we got off the when we got off the airplane and we were driving and we got on a freeway and then we got off a freeway and then we we're driving on a road. I don't know any of the names. It was paved. But yeah, it was there. And I, she's like, she's like, what's that face for? Like, what are you looking at? And I was like, I was driving, I was like looking like this. My face is all squinched up, and I'm just trying to like, I'm just trying to figure stuff out, right? Because it's all new to me. Last time I was in Florida, I don't come to Florida a whole lot. Last time I was in Florida right. was. And I think it was like I was 16, and I was like in Holy Orlando. Shit. Oh, it's I was, a lot I was, different. I was in Orlando. Now, yeah, I was oh, in Orlando. Even worse. And it was it was like different. I wasn't even driving there. Like my uncle drove everywhere. I went to like right. Disney World or some shit. So I'm driving around. and I've got this like squinched up face. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm just like, "I'm just trying to figure it all out." And she's like, "What are you trying to figure out?" I'm like, "The roads." And she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "The way the roads are." I'm like, "This road. I thought this was a freeway." It's bonkers. And she's like, "Okay." And I was like, "This isn't a freeway." This is like a three-lane. It's like Woodward. This is our Woodward. Yep. Everything around here is our Woodward. Yep. It's not It's not 
it's not a highway. It's crazy. It's it's it was so weird to me. It's taken me a little bit, and the the problem is. I'm going to go home on, on Monday, and by the time I go home on Monday, I'm going to have most of it figured out, and I probably won't be back here unless I come see you guys for another, what, 20 years. The biggest, so what it is? We'll figure it out. It's Thunderdome. The biggest, <laughs> the biggest is, problem is that, that just you cracked? Have, I'm sorry. That's all right. The biggest problem that you have with, the, with the, uh, the roads here is that it's been built like this for 30 years, 40 years because of the tourism. Mm-hmm. But now, over the last 20, 25 years, so many people moving here, the only way that they can make the roads better are to build the overpasses and the interchanges. Yeah, it's, it's like when you're coming out of the airport bonkers. and you see everything, it looks like Los Angeles. Yeah. It, it does. It's absolutely crazy. And the fact that you guys can make like U-turns yep. onto like major yep. highways blew my mind. But I I made one you, of those and I was like, I don't know. If all, there's accidents every day. I yeah. dare you to find an easier airport to get into and out of. Flip. Well, getting out of it was absolutely simple. It was great. So we'll see what getting into it is like. Piece of cake. Yeah. It. Yeah. But it's still the best ever is Flint Bishop. The, there's nothing better. Duh. Park I mean, your car. Go in the door. There's your gate. It's true. Tampa's nice though. You do got to take a shuttle. But anyway, um, I did. I do got a bag. Do a bag because I got a review. Because we got stuff other than sports no, we this don't. week. Not very much. I'm still waiting for Cincinnati to sign Collins. This is really. It's dry. not going to happen this week, buddy. He's in the building. He's in the building. Well, he has been. Maybe they don't have any fucking pins. Maybe Shut he up. went to Skyline Chili. I don't need your fucking negativity. No, they went to a local <laughs> steak place, and he did have the steak burrow with Joe Burrow and some other players. So we'll see. Anyway. Well, the fact that he's in the building, you should just relax. Don't leave take the fucking building without yeah, pen go, and paper. Take a deep breath. They've, prob- they've probably got a fucking ankle, ankle bracelet on that bitch now. Not, not able to get out of the building. It is Ohio. All right. What, what's your review? What did you what did you actually watch? Oh, I'm not going to tell you until after the sack. No, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, that's right. Well, let's just get into it. Did you watch it? You're not oh. a big movie guy, are you? Um, I like what I like. The big so, stuff. You, you yeah. You, you I watched it. That's okay. All right. That's all right. To. So You're like, good. I don't. Here's the thing. You're this not far is, off from where I'm at. This is. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to just go to the movies to watch something. Right. I, I it's. I've got to want to see it. I stay in my lane. Yeah. I need an interest. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give a gamble for stuff on streaming. Yeah, yeah, same. And really and truly, when it comes to, to stuff on streaming, I have this problem with my anxiety. Like, I'm not watching, what is it, You? I think it's You is the what one where the guy keeps the people in the box. Sound right? Anybody? Nobody? Nobody? Nobody's no, heard of I, I know, I know okay. but I'm trying to... So, like, I'm not watching stuff like that. Right. I, I don't watch, I've never seen Dexter. Was, you ever seen Dexter? No, I've never seen oh, you Dexter. Don't watch, so you don't watch thrillers or horror movies? Uh, so, stuff. I, here's the thing. I, I don't like horror movies necessarily. I do love thrillers. You would like Dexter. But I don't, I don't watch, I don't watch a lot of that stuff just because what I found is as I've gotten older, and depending on what I do for a living, uh, I tend to be a little bit hyper anxious it's like the job i have right now i work at a mortgage company Mm -hmm. and it blows like it (laughs) it sucks so bad don't hold back Uh, no it's believe me if i honestly if i could punch big time u of m uh uh what bag man himself matt ishbia it's my boss runs united wholesale really yeah if i could punch that guy in the throat it'd be cool hope he's not listening he might be one of your listeners. I'm not sure. Probably but anyways, um, it's just like... Well, even I, if it is, it was nice for you to be on the show today, Dave. <laughs> but like, so like my well, anxiety level, my anxiety level like just teeters around like an eight. Understood. So like you watch something like that, it's putting me over and I'm just like, I'm not doing it. 
I'm I'm uncomfortable. Lay just, in bed, lay in bed at night awake. And- like when I watch TV, I just want to relax. I just want like when I when I get a few moments to myself because you guys you guys do your prep totally different than I do my prep. My prep basically for my wrestling show is all throughout the week. You it prep? Is, yes, it is nonstop. It is a lot of watching things. It's a lot of figuring out a topic. I it prep. is a lot of. I, I, like I said, I love the way you guys do a show. It's great. It's a lot of putting stuff together. And then it's it's the beginning of the week is trying to figure out what happened over the weekend. How can we turn that into a Detroit-centric topic to talk about for for a Wednesday record, a Thursday release? Right. So it's a lot of it's a lot of that. I don't get a lot of downtime. So when I get that hour to that hour and a half before I go to bed at night, I don't want to be high strung. I want to just relax. So I watch a lot of TV. I don't watch a lot of I don't watch a lot of movies or a lot of streaming unless it's something I really want to see. That's how I am. Like when I, I we've gotten in this back and forth semi argument all the time. When I go to a movie, I'm going to have a fucking bla- a good yep. time. Yep. I don't care if it's real, not real, whatever. Bleep, throw all that. I want to go have fun. Yep. If not, I'll go home and watch the news. Mm-hmm. I just want to have a good time and enjoy what I'm getting to watch. Get you away from whatever's going on. I like the escape. Yep. Just about any type of movie you can put in front of me. Um, I'm not a huge horror guy. Uh, I'm getting into them more and more because my wife is into them a little bit. My, I, I'm kind of a rules guy, which Mike busts my balls about. And it's not, it's not about that the rules are believable. I just want when in a movie, when they create a universe, mm-hmm. I just want them to stay within the rules of that universe. Meaning, I don't want an action thriller. This is why you have a hard time with most of the stuff with with Marvel. No, and, I love Marvel. Okay, I, I love Marvel, but. It's it's when I, you, I, there was a show I listened to a show that you guys did. You had a hard time with something. Now with Marvel, the only problem I've had with Marvel was the time travel aspect of Endgame. That might have been what it and was. Even though I let it, it was it was like it was a big show that you guys yeah. did. I listened to it and I thought it was great. It was probably Endgame. And yeah, yeah you had a really hard. You there was something like you just kept bitching and bitching and bitching. I and loved I was it. like I loved it, but that it's like is a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> My, no. And, and and it's easier for me to let go of stuff, cocksucker. It's easy for <laughs> me to let, to let me to go and let go of stuff in a movie like Marvel. Like when I'm watching Marvel, I, I in game is a good example. I'm watching in game. I'm not allowing the time travel thing to take me out of the movie and ruin it. Okay, but. Also, I acknowledge that it's a superhero movie and that none of this can exist. Mm-hmm. So okay, I can let it slide. Hey, but let's say talking raccoon. Let's say we're watching something <laughs> like you want me to believe Die Hard. And you make everything realistic and diehard, but then at the end of the movie, because just because he needed to, because you couldn't write it, he's able to fly thirty feet. Yeah, that that takes me out of it. It's fucking John McClane. I, well, yeah, I get it. But so, what about like a movie like The Matrix? You've seen The Matrix, right? I did not like it. Oh, and it wasn't that I didn't like it because of rules or anything. I just the special effects were awesome. I'm just watching, going, I don't, I don't. Get What's it. happening? Yeah, I don't get it. You know what ruined The Matrix for me? Are we talking about the first one? Talking about like the entire just series, the franchise, okay. the entire series. When I found out what the like the meaning behind the Matrix was, it's a very religious meaning. It is like it was. I was like, what? I was like, this was a like I was so I was like, this is an awesome movie because I'm a conspiracy nerd and right. I'm like I'm into That's it. It's fun, and I'm like, okay, cool. And like me and my buddies talk about like we re- we refer to like real life as the Matrix when like just random shit happens, and you're just kind of like, that well, doesn't Elon make any Musk sense. That shit all the time, right? So. When you find out what the real meaning of the Matrix is, I was just kind of like, uh. yeah. See, I don't let that bother me too much. Uh. I, I just I watch a movie like that and I go, you know what? Uh, as far cinematically, that movie was amazing. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. But I'm like, I don't understand it because he's it here 
and then he's dead, no, and now he's times. back, really? but he's a superpower. See, I'm the guy that, dump me, dummy, we went and saw the Batman, the new one. The new one, okay. And it's fucking fantastic. I was like, did you guys love it? Loved it. Okay. Seen it I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen she it yet. Loved it. Very the girlfriend was like, you know, it's three hours, right? I was like, yeah, it do, I'm it, aware. And, and it feels like 15 minutes. It's awesome. It, it does. You're in. There's a scene where he runs down. I wanted to hate Pattinson so bad, too. We both did. Guilty. We both did. Crushed it. There's a scene where he runs down a building, and he's got a, a, a cable mm-hmm. attached to like a magnet. And the whole time he's running down the thing with this big steel cable out behind him, like, where's the where's the cable reel at? That's me. That That's my dumbass. Now, I didn't let it ruin it. It's fucking Batman. Well, yeah. And you know what? But, but... But I'm not allowed to think that, but he's allowed to think whatever he wants, and it's totally okay. <laughs> I, I'm just simple. Let it go, man. It's Batman. I don't know where it's coming from. Maybe he's got a backpack under that cape. Watch, a movie, with, watch a movie with subtitles. How dare you? <laughs> Fuck that. Yeah, see? What am I in English see, class? So I catch, I catch shit for what I don't like, but what he doesn't like is totally acceptable. Totally okay. I'm not <laughs> going to watch a movie to work. <laughs> reading subtitles you is work? Think, I, dude, if you think reading is work, I, I have fucking news for you. I'm out. I, I will say this: Whenever I, like I don't mind a, a movie with subtitles, but I find myself paying more attention to the subtitles than what's actually going. Exactly, on that's exactly what happens to me. I miss so much but because I'm reading it. I will say right. this much: I'm never more engaged in a movie. Yes, than I am when be. there's subtitles. I'll go over to people's house and they'll have like the subtitles on. They'll be watching like you know the Office, and I'll be like, "Can you turn the subtitles off, please?" Yeah. And they're like, "Why?" And it's like, "Cause all I'm doing is reading. Yeah, because I have to. It's like it's like a it's like a glitch." The guy that cuts no. my hair does that. He's always got the subtitles on, and like. I'll walk in. Just was in there last week. So uh, what, what are we putting on? I put on the Adam Project for him. I'm like, you still doing the subtitle thing? Said, yeah, I gotta have the subtitles. I'm like, man, you're fucking weird. <laughs> certain movies, certain movies, you have to have the subtitles because there may be an accent barrier mm-hmm. or like a like they're talking in Scottish yeah. or some shit, and you're like, what the fuck did he just say? Oh, he said thanks. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm just a child. Like I said, when I watch movies, I am. I am in movie mode and nothing matters. Like I don't care. It, it's it's well, all real to me. That's, that's why I, I'm watching a movie. That's how I want it too. But I don't like it. I don't mind creative liberties, but I don't mind you going so far that it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I don't mind science fiction movies or movies that are unbelievable as long as it's you. You have to you have to maintain the universe. Like Commando. Commando is a great example. We can watch Commando all day long, and we can say what a shitty movie it is. But we acknowledge that they're not trying to be realistic. They're trying to be fun. I'm good with it. It's when you make a movie that you're telling me is supposed to be realistic. And in the movie, the guy has gills. Why? Just just because you wanted him? That pisses me off. It's a cinematic classic. It's not a shitty movie. Commando is amazing. There you go. Do my favorite parts when he throws the fucking saw blade at the guy. <laughs> and he hits him in the forehead. All right. So I watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. And? And I'm going to put it like this. I have never. You haven't seen it yet? Mm-mm. I have never watched a movie that I liked so much, and yet I was so disappointed at the end. This kills me. We had this discussion kind of a little bit after the Batman. Ghostbusters Afterlife is an amazing movie. It is fucking fun to watch. It's gorgeous. There are some chuckles. I can't say anything bad about it. Paul Rudd. What I can say is it's not Ghostbusters. Not supposed to be. I'm never going to get another Ghostbusters movie, and that's why I'm disappointed. You'll never get another Ghostbusters. You'll never get another Stripes. You'll never get another Animal House. Although people, there's been hundreds of movies that have tried the Animal House formula. You'll never get the original. You'll never get another Caddyshack. This this was just... that's okay. This was just, in my opinion, they used the Ghostbusters name and made a Stranger Things movie. Um... 
that's okay because he was respecting oh, his dad's original, but didn't want to well, copy it word for word. Well, well, he left two words out when he copied it because it's essentially the same exact story. It's just in a different city. Listen, it's a continuation. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's bad. Right. I'm not saying don't watch it. I'm not saying I'm upset about it. It was a, it was an a, an excellent movie. Right. But this was more. I'm of glad an, you like it though. This was more of an action movie. Ghostbusters was a comedy that had action in it. And, right. And they they really leaned heavy on the formula that's working now, which is the Stranger Things formula, using the kids. Um, I, I mean, like if out of five stars, I'm giving it four and a half straight up. Four that's and fair. a half. Me too. It was it was it was incredible. I was disappointed not in the movie itself, but having heard how many people go, oh my god, it's it's so great. It's like the original. It 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 was great but it wasn't it wasn't ghostbusters and that that's what made me sad i'm glad it wasn't it, it uh because I, I, you're not going to do it, it you are not going to do it without the same cast that's I, that's for sure i probably would have felt a little more like that if they tried to make it the original because without the original cast in the whole movie yeah. you're not going to do it i mean paul rudd was great the, Paul was the, fantastic. the acting was great. The mom was great. The mom was great. The the this I mean the story was good because it was essentially like I said it was the same story. They they tweaked it a little bit. I loved the story because of the fallout, the assumed fallout between it because you know we had a discussion after it where I've been through similar situations mm-hmm. where stuff happens and you have a fallout and you think one thing but it ends up being another but um I loved it. I I did too, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I really do. I did. I I had a fun time, and I would definitely watch it again. I just we're both massive fans of the originals. Oh, yeah, for I, sure. I don't care who you are, and this is a super hard thing to do. It's like what's your top five songs ever? What's right. your top five movies? If you have a top five changes movie, weekly, and you don't at least when you're looking at your list have Ghostbusters on your short list, there's something seriously wrong with you. You are probably a founding member of ISIS or current member. Yeah, one or the other. I, mean, I don't. Th- I don't think the Ghostbusters franchise will ever be what we got in the late '80s. It can't be. It, 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 there's just no way. And like you said, like there'll never be another Stripes. Like Stripes is is what it is. And you, you whoever you can put in those roles, you're, you're never going to duplicate you're, it. You're right. You're not going to do it justice. You're not going to like even if you try to be the same, it, it's just going to fall flat. You're, you're competing big, with legends. You're right. a big toe, Sergeant Holka. Yeah. Exactly. All right. <laughs> what? Winger, I notice you're always last. I'm pacing myself, it's, sir. And I live by that motto. <laughs> I, for that line stuck with me in that whole movie. I'm pacing myself, sir. If you haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife, go watch it. Uh, you will not be disappointed. Do not expect the witty um, humor that you had from the first Ghostbusters. It doesn't ruin or lessen the movie at all. Did you see the one with all, with the all females? Yes, I did. Was it horrible? I did watch it. Like, here's the thing. You want the truth? I, I wasn't going to waste my time on it's it. It's not as horrible as people give it. Um, okay. it I, I feel like the backlash that it caught. Watch it for Kate McKinnon. Today's crowd turned it gotcha. into a, you She's didn't like it because hilarious. it was all women. That wasn't why I didn't care for it. I didn't care for it because it just wasn't funny. I got you. If Kate McKinnon wasn't in the scene, it just wasn't funny. Okay. And, She's hilarious. And when you do what they were doing obviously trying to be funny and I'm not laughing then that to me is a failure yes it, had it was nothing... nowhere near as bad as what everyone said no it, was. it wasn't that bad I mean it, it it's not one of those movies you should turn on 20 minutes you're into it you're gonna look at your girlfriend and go eh, should we turn this off it wasn't that bad but it is definitely not something I'm gonna grab just to put on because it, I didn't laugh it was doomed to fail for one reason and one reason only 
because it had been so long, and they were giving us a Ghostbusters movie, but yeah. they weren't in it. Yeah, yeah, at all. It, to me, and, that movie. To me, that movie felt like they were they're trying to duplicate something that's you can't duplicate, and it was pandering at its best. Yeah. You just oh, we're going to give you all females. Okay, that's fine, but why? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. It and just then they took, to me, they, it was doomed to fail from the start because. They, they took Chris Hemsworth and made him a dipshit and a goober and, a, and they just didn't need to do any of that stuff. It just wasn't. Who was a pretty good dipshit? Oh, he was great at him. He's a, he's a good actor, but yeah. it just—it's not a shitty movie. It just—it—it it just it swung for the fences and it—it it struck out. Yeah. On a on a call strike. It happens. It's whatever. I mean, it was cool to see on the big big screen. I mean, that it was whole, gorgeous. That was whole beautiful. finale that yeah. they have on the, the and if you ever watch it, you'll see. I mean, it was like this is cool as shit. Absolutely but, beautiful. Um, no, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I did. That's good. Um, well, I watched a movie that is streaming. It's on Paramount Plus, the new Scream movie. Okay. Talk about you'll never capture the magic of the original. Did you watch the original? Yes. Uh, everyone's. I mean, Everybody's everyone's seen, seen that. Changed changed horror movies. Horror slash comedy. Mm-hmm. It, it it made horror movies better. Yeah. This one, I would agree. Out of all of the sequels that they've done, this one was pretty damn good. Because you could almost watch this one and ignore the middle three movies, four movies. Watch this right after the original, and it plays way better. Because everybody's back. Courtney Cox, David Arquette, um, Sydney. I can't. I can never remember her Nev name. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. Nev Campbell. That's it. Um, she's great. The the story that they do. Can we talk about Nev Campbell real quick. We absolutely, like, we can. What? Like she hasn't done anything since there was that movie where she was in the pool. What was the name of the movie? Which oh, she was Wild in the pool? Things. Wild Things. Oh, yes, that movie. She, Denise Richards. She, yes. Yeah, but dude, she made so much money that's off of uh, how many? Yeah. That's <laughs> up here. Spank that's in the bank for everybody. <laughs> that scene has its own wing. What was the name of <laughs> Wild Things? No, the name of the show that she was on. Um, Party, Party Five. Austin, Party of Five. Yeah. yeah. She made so much money off of that. Yeah. She never has to work again. It, it was weird because like she was supposed to be like the next. It girl, and then she did Scream, and then she did Wild Things, and then it was Scream Two. Wasn't she in Scream Two? But there was nothing. <sighs> I think so. And like maybe, it, yeah, maybe. There, there was. You know what I found though, as dumb as this sounds, because I watch a lot of stuff with Susan, and Susan has like a lot of different taste in her viewing that she, than she than I do, and we actually do a podcast together where we make each other watch stuff. And I, I watching. She's an adult. Yeah, yes. she, she she watches she make. <laughs> She, we watch Alfred Hitchcock and stuff like that, which I, I find I enjoy almost everything that she has me watch. The one that I didn't like was Gone Girl. Um, Guilty, Guilty Pleasure. When I was a kid with my grandmother, I used to watch a lot of Alfred Hitchcock on uh, Nick at Night. He's so good. Yeah. His Hitchcock movies are so good. It Regardless. Any, anyway, another story. Um, so what I find is we watch stuff and I'm like, oh my God, who is that? And I'll pull it up and it'll be like Nev Campbell. Mm-hmm. And then I'll start going through the biography, uh, like on IMDb. She's got like a ton of shit. All. I'm not. I'm just saying, maybe not Nev Campbell, but okay. a lot of people. But a lot of people. Okay, they gotcha, do gotcha, so gotcha. much stuff. Yeah. But they're not the lead in Scream. Yeah. But they'll have like a 24 story or just, 24 episode arc. Just spending a lot on, of stuff on a show on CW or something. Right. They they do, it, but it's not always that. Like they've acknowledged, hey, maybe I don't need to be the leading role. Mm-hmm. They do. So sometimes when you say that, and who was? Oh, Don Johnson was a person that I was looking at, and I because uh, when I watched Django a couple weeks ago. I had no idea that he was in Django Unchained. Really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that either. He was Big Daddy. I love. I loved him in uh, Miami, Miami Vice. Vice. Oh yeah. So Fuck yeah. Good. Right. Oh I mean, it's right there. Yeah, right I got Miami. the Blu-rays. I got the shirts. I got. I got it all. I got it all. Miami Vice. I'll model it for you later. 
My, promises, greatest, promises. Greatest show ever on TV. Hey, I'll put on the metallic purple thong with the white jacket. I don't, I don't fuck around. He will. Um, I think I got so, dollar bills. But you look at oh, and then I saw him in the first episode of the Watchmen TV series, and I'm like, God, why? He I was good believe. in that. But then you pull up his his biography, and the guy's been just fucking working mm-hmm. constantly. But it's like stuff on TBS Tin or. Cup. Well, t- one he was of the, so good in such Tim an Cup. amazing movie. He was so good. So it's it's weird how you say they haven't done anything, and I'm not saying that you're being right, that way. Right, right. It's just you're like, oh my god, look, she really has been working. She's so, done stuff. Yeah, you just don't know about yeah. it. Yeah, but we're so tuned into the big stuff now that like, there is. Plus, there's so many places that you can go to do smaller stuff. Right. What time do you have to leave? I don't. I just my phone was blowing up. Okay. I keep waiting for. So this is what's Collins to sign with Cincinnati. No, I know I'm not waiting. Feeling. I'm not waiting for that. So. This is this is this is what's weird with so I've been divorced now for two, maybe three years. It's been that long already. It's been that long. And it is it, it's just weird. So the ex wife would constantly text me, like, Where are you at? What's going on? So like with my phone, like my watch and my phone are connected. So I'm just getting updates with stuff that's going on with sports. This one I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go do this. Okay, cool. So let me know See when you're you done. Home. Yeah, it's 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 just different. And like there are times where I try to you need to give her Deshaun Watson money. I try to work through what you know. Like I'm still I'm still unpacking things from the divorce. I'm still oh, yeah. working I, through. That's, I can't even imagine through the things with the divorce. So right. it is. Uh, it like that's one of those things that just like those things are like deep seated in me, and I'm still trying to work through those and it's it's weird because like my phone's going it. off and i'm like or my watch is going off and it's it, they're just sports updates it's all it is and it, you know march yeah. madness going on so yep. you got basketball games i'm getting the like the halftime updates of the basketball games i'm getting the final scores of the basketball games and i keep looking and like just kind of waiting for the for the green light because when it's green it's a text message yep. and i'm like okay so you were you wondering where i'm at like what's going on but no i don't have to leave i've got all night she's so. like no bitch i'm i'm busy She's yeah, she's great. She's how absolutely many, she's fantastic. How many years so, has awesome. it been now? Good for you. Since the divorce? Yeah. Uh four? No, it's been it's been about three. Three? Maybe, yeah. Was it COVID? Did it was COVID 20, kill your marriage? No, no, no. No, <laughs> no absolutely. I'm not. still trying to so, I'll be honest with you. So I ended up getting divorced and ended up seeing my new girlfriend uh really shortly after. And I think COVID was probably the best thing for us. Like I, I think we're one of those weird couples where right. being locked together every day was like the best thing. Like it was, it was, it was great. Like we t- we talk about Night. we we talk about how we're like we're like <laughs> is there just any way we can go back to like that COVID time period? So it was COVID nice. was actually really good for us. But uh, I think it's what are we in twenty twenty two? So end of. I think end of 2019. Yeah, I'm still trying to decompress the podcast where you talked about it. That fucked me up for a yeah. month. That was that was rough. I got by the way, I got called. She ended up listening to that one. She called me and she bitched me out. By the way, while that was going on, right? I, I basically acquired an adopted daughter. So like the job I had, she I had I had a girl who was getting abused by her parents. So I ended up taking her in mm-hmm. and just I don't know. She was like in her senior year of college and it was like you're gonna finish because she's like, I'm not gonna know all this. That. I'm like, you're gonna finish. We'll, we'll figure it out. Whatever we got to do, right. we'll figure it out. So I ended up taking her in, and it's like I got like an adopted kid. I had to get her to school. I was driving her to school. I was like playing dad. I was driving her to school to drop her off at college because her car. She was in a car accident. So like it was just madness. She calls me on the phone, and starts cussing me out about that podcast. It was bonkers, man. Yeah, 
was I was ready to call you and start bawling you out. It was Son of a bitch. How are you going to make me cry on my drive to work? <laughs> <laughs> you, you actually sent me that. <laughs> oh, yeah. That is true. I, yeah, you're right. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Be- no. <laughs> That's hey, just, like you, I said, this, derailing the podcast. We are all over the place. Perfect. Um, <laughs> Two-hour show. Let's go. We got the... Uh, kind of our norm. It's, is it? Yeah. Great. We, we tried to... Yeah, that's another story. Um, <laughs> the time for the first four episodes of Moon Knight came out, and they're averaging basically 50 minutes an episode. All right. 45, 50, 50, 51. Okay. So it's... Like I'm, inter- said, I'm interested in this because this is something that... Moon Knight's one of my favorite characters that nobody talks about, and nobody knows anything about. And I he's got him just, hooked on him, too. He's just a guy, and like unless you're a hardcore fan, you don't know. So I'm interested in this. You watch the first four. I I can't wait for this because I've been I've been waiting. Yeah, we've got what? Uh, what's the date today? It's uh, we've got over, a month. Right? We've got twelve days. Comes out oh. on the thirtieth. So, I've always been a Spider-Man guy. Always too. been my favorite because he's a smart smart. Me mouth. too. He got me hooked on Deadpool when I met him. Okay. So basically my number two. Um, and since the last couple years, we've been getting into Moon Knight. And now on the Marvel Marvel Unlimited app, I've started Moon Knight at the beginning, and I'm about halfway through the entire series. By far, my number three. Awesome, By awesome. Far. Cuts people's faces off. Come on. Spider Man's my number one. Batman's my number two. And then like I've got like five guys as like my number three. But Moon Knight's the restaurant? one of those five. No, not the restaurant. <laughs> I mean, I I'm not going to fault that choice. I can't I can't put Batman in that group because I keep Marvel and DC separate. Okay, but. Batman's my favorite in DC, yeah. by far. But mine, mine Green, as well. Green, Man, Green Lantern was always my second. Go see the new movie. It's, yeah. Fuck. It's worth every dime. How do you guys feel about Superman? I always felt Superman was too OP. What are we doing? Like, wh- why are we wasting uh, Henry Cavill? What are we doing? Not, not so much the movies, oh, no, but like, just, they're just the characters. Yeah, it was, it was just too, perfect. Mm. What no, are we no, doing? No, Spider-Man, Superman in the comics. It's oh, I, it's it, 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 Superman was it's just too it was it was never fun for me because it's like how are you going to beat him? He's too OP. Yeah, yeah. He's how too are you, OP. how are you going to beat him? He's too OP, and did like I, I can't stand. Yeah, that okay. I love the fact that he was truth, justice, in the American way. Fucking right. But like even the first Superman with Christopher Reeve was so good. But the only thing that they could use to battle him was an earthquake that killed his girlfriend. Yeah, that's it. Well, that movie's all about real estate. It is. It is. So it'd probably be very popular. The second right now. one was awesome though. Zod. The second one, the second one. You know what? Everybody shits on the third one. I loved the third one. Because of Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor was amazing. Dude, drunk Superman fighting Superman? What more do you want? In a junkyard? <laughs> right? Remember he was flip, flicking the peanuts? So good. All right. Um, so, yeah, we get Moon Knight in 12 days. If that's empty, there's more. And the first episode no. comes out, and they're still doing the weekly release. I've already had to go for a pee break. I'm not, yeah. sure, if, I'm not sure if the it microphone happens. picked it up or not. I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> I don't have much. Then we get to our list. You're good. Moon Knight. Um, Adam Project is out on Netflix. Absolutely watch that. On my list. That is a f- just turn it on, fun, family-oriented, family-themed movie, and it's Ryan Reynolds, so he's great. I mean, he's great. The kid is just as good as Ryan Reynolds. Not gay, but I would sleep with Ryan Reynolds all day. I mean, he's on everybody's list, right? Good-looking dude. If, if you had to, he's the one. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Tom, and Dave Grohl. It would be... um. That would be a sloppy, sarcastic fest, wouldn't it? All in. <laughs> you just rattled them off. Just My man's got the list ready to go. Um, <laughs> How great. <laughs> that's that, yeah, it's disturbing. 
And that's pretty this much. This is what, your partner, by the way. That's pretty yeah. much what I use it for. That's pretty much what I use it for. I'll never forget the days when I was working at the at the shop down there, and we'd have the radio playing, and Foo Fighters would come on, and somebody go, "Man, I love this song." And be like, "Yeah, I'd let him fuck me." <laughs> and they just look at me and go, "What?" And I just walk away. I wouldn't even not just walk away. They'd be like, this look on their face, just just to mess with people. Easy, <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Uh, fuck me. <laughs> um. This I read today and was like, why, why, why? The new movie Lightyear coming out, which is the Buzz Lightyear prequel, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have decided to go in and add a gay kiss. For Buzz? It's a fucking kids, kids movie, and we're going to put in gay kissing scenes. Why? 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 Uh, just, I guess to make everyone happy. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to feel um, portrayed on screen, I guess. Whatever. Uh, so, I mean, it was worth it. Disney is just getting over the top with their, well, we have to include everybody. Just make a good fucking movie. Can we go That's back to the time when Disney was basically putting penises as friggin' towers and like the Little Mermaid? Can we go back to those times? Or can we go back to where they were using the Toy Story characters and putting them in fucking Auschwitz? Yeah. I mean, like, Toy Story 3, that was disturbing as hell. Yeah. Dude, Susan and I went and saw that in the theater and we were both sitting there. We looked at it and we were like, God damn, this is dark. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yes. Th- is this murder? It was horrible. It was crazy. It was it was bad, and so, it was, and it's still the highest grossing Toy Story of all of them. Is it really? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Probably because of that. Well, are they adding on the therapy bills that people had to go through after they saw the movie? There's a there's a good chance. There's a good chance. Jesus. Well, they they got the class action lawsuit. Crazy. I didn't read. I I stopped reading after that because I just really don't care if it was which way who I, I don't so know. You, so you write something and then you go back and you add something. So what if? They literally added it into the movie. Even though I could give two shits. Don't care. I, I could care less. What if I'm offended? Will you go back and take it out? No, you're not allowed to be offended, Greg. Oh, okay. Because you're white. <laughs> okay. <laughs> only, Moving only, on. Only from the waist up. Yes. Um, <laughs> this this made me pretty excited. The script for Dune 2 is done. Waist down, Nigerian woman. <laughs> oh, goddammit, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what? You're that's, never going to get through your sex, that's, bro. That's pretty funny. Get the fuck out. <laughs> His pro wrestling name is Taco Curtains. Um, you call, have the meats? Call me, call me Barb. Arby's. We have the meats. Call me Barb. I miss Barb. Um, that is the greatest running joke on fa- the memes from, from that, from Letterkenny. So it. funny. So Dune 2 script is done. They should be starting to make the movie this year. Hopefully a release in 2023 or 2024. Yeah, the script's been done for years. And you still haven't books. watched the first movie, have you? Or you still haven't watched it? It's queued up because it's on it's on HBO it's, Max. It is back on HBO Max now. It still pains me that you did not see this in the movie. See, I have to do, I have to do the review thing because what happens is, is I don't have the free time that he does. Mm-hmm. So I have to kind of be selective about what I watch. He has none. Zero free time. So. Me, I get home, fire up the PlayStation, watch Bro. a movie, and I'm oh my, I'm at it. You you sent me a message this like earliest morning, like I'm off early, and I was like, it's like I was on my way to the gym, and I'm on vacation, and it was like eleven thirty. Wasn't even it was before noon, lunch, like lunch time. Uh, the fuck do you do that you get off at like eleven? In fairness, my work day on Wednesday was twenty hours. I I, I said this, I said yeah. this to him, I said this to him, I was like, what the fuck do you two do that you guys have the ability? It's just me. Midday Friday. Just be like, let's just throw a podcast. Let's just record. Let's just do it. And like you, you getting done at like before noon. noon yeah. And yeah, being like, went, I'm home. On so Wednesday, on Wednesday, Wednesday he fairness, went to work. Let, let, let's bring this whole story together. 
I had a 20-hour workday on Wednesday. Yeah. Flew to New Orleans, drove a U-Haul truck back to Tampa, straight through, no stops, no nothing. Savage. So, yeah, I fucking earned it. Gotcha. Gotcha. There should be one more stellar. It there, doesn't right? happen all the time, but, yeah. When I do get free time, I make the most of it. Greg does not get the free time that I do. Hey, Greg sounds like he has a very, very full plate. It's... It's not as bad as it used to be. Heaving. It's got the, the new the new job is is a lot better. It's just it's the getting the it's getting caught up. Um, you know you have the fancy beers. We needed an opener. Yeah, <laughs> that's got, the telltale sign right there. I got the Swiss Army knife. Though. But uh, um, yeah, so so that's why I do the review uh-huh. is because it's something that I should have watched or you. seen, and I make myself watch, watch it, it to mm-hmm. talk to, to be able to talk about. We it. basically that celebrate that he finally got to see something the rest of us have seen. <laughs> The rest of us being me and like our other ten listeners. <laughs> the other, hey, you got that? Do you have that one friend, that friend you love, but he's just a total cock? Can you? If anything, I'm not unreasonable. <laughs> like we were talking about Spider-Man the the other day, the, mm-hmm. the new Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet? Yes. So I I bust out. Yeah, and it's a bitch when they killed Aunt May. He's like, what? You haven't seen it yet. Bro, and whose fault is that? And he's my favorite. Whose fault is that? And he's and and, and he says, "Oh, I'm sorry." I'm like, "And what did I say?" Yeah, it's, it's okay. on me. It's okay, dude. I mean, it's been out for like six years now. I I get it. Yeah, but I will tell you this: it's and available. I was like, "Oh fuck, it's really?" It's available on digital, so there is a high chance I will be seeing it this weekend. Uh, you absolutely should. Does see anybody, that. I, I do want you to finish what you're talking about. And I, feel I only like got I, two things. I, left. I feel like we've been going on with what you've been talking about now for 35 minutes, yes, but. Is anybody going to see Morbius in this room? 100%. Is anybody excited about Morbius? I, I think I've been waiting for it for five you, years. I'm I think excited we might go see it, it the night it comes see, out. I was excited about it, and then after the preview, I don't know how I feel about it anymore. You, I feel fuck I, that preview. I'm just kind of like I don't like it, the, the preview didn't do anything. Like the like the conversation around Morbius just and, go and everything with it, especially with the. I'm going to ruin it for you a little bit. There was a there was a a, a scene before Spider Man ended where they kind of talked about it a little the bit. Sinister Six. And it gets you a little excited for it. And uh-huh. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. seen the preview and I'm uh-huh. kind of like I I feel kind of like this is like I never I didn't see Shang Chi in the theaters. It was just more of a timing thing. I didn't have the time to get to sure. the theaters. And see you it. were disappointed, weren't you? Yeah, that uh, fucking movie that, was awesome. That movie was great. It was absolutely great. And I watched it at home and it was fantastic. The yep. girlfriend seen it in the theaters. Yep. I didn't get to go see it in theaters. I watched The Eternals at home as well. That movie sucked. I thought it was kind of bland, but I watched both of those at home. And I was kind of I was on the I was there with Morbius. I was like, I can just kind of wait till this comes out because the the preview the preview did nothing. They've delayed so it for like two years. But this is this is how I feel about trailers. Okay, Mike and I talk about it all the time. Like the new Spider-Man movie. Let's say there's a new Spider-Man movie coming out next week. Do you need a trailer? I don't know. Fuck no. Not for right? that. Well, because, let me put it this way. When can I buy my ticket? If Is Tom Holland in it? If Tom Holland's in it, I'm there all day. Right. Best best Spider-Man uh, oh, by far. Uh, I agree. Perfect. But there are movies that you want to see because you want to see them. Yes. All right. A trailer, even if the trailer sells you on it, how many times have you watched your trailer? Spider-Man 3. Oh my God, this movie's going to be great. And then you sat there and you're watching it and you're what a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. The trailer to me means nothing. It means nothing. You, it's like an advertisement for the fucking Bears Packer game on Sunday night. You either want to watch it or you don't want to watch it. The trailer's job is to make you want to watch it if you don't want to watch it. Right. If you think you want to see Morbius, then you should go see Morbius. I think that this is where Marvel's going to shine. Is they're going to have these sub characters that have come out now that are is, not this Iron is a Man. Sony I- production. 
I understand, but it's still Marvel. Marvel's it's, it's Spider-Man universe. Yeah, they're still working together. Yeah, yeah. But but it's not it's not Iron Man. It's not Captain America. We they're going to bring these guys up and they're going to they're going to intertwine these guys to do what they want to do. And Morbius is one of those characters that has the ability to be so badass because he is like a Deadpool. He's there, a he's an anti-hero. There is so much meat on that bone. Fucking right. And you can do so much Quite with a it. a dollar for every so, time I heard that. Hmm? He'd have two bucks. He had a, <laughs> so much meat on that bone. How do you think I got this cup? <laughs> Probably a gift. It was. Yeah. It's like the Joe Burrow cup you got. Oh, that was solid, too. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, go ahead. No, I no, derailed I, you. No, no I, you're good. I think I think that when you when you see something like that, if you have an idea in your head, first of all, any movie you go and see is a gamble. Okay, that's true. Because there are people that are like, "Oh man, I love Marvel," and they went and saw Iron Man three, mm-hmm. and you were like, <sighs> even though the even though the trailer was great, so fifty percent of it. Yeah, if you think you want to see it, fuck that trailer, fuck it. Go go see the movie because what's the worst that's going to happen? Are you going to spend that twelve dollars on Coca Colas next week? Honestly, Jared Leto too. Yeah, yeah. That dude can act his ass off. He's great. Um, Plus, it is setting up the Spider-Man universe there. So it, it, yeah, I'm all in. It's Michael Keaton's in it. That's true. That's that's true. I love what they're doing. I can't wait. Love both the Venom movies. Love both of them. I love Venom. Venom is great. Fantastic. I am for the first time in a long time not to derail you again. More excited for the superhero movies coming out this year. And I mean Marvel and DC both than I have been in a long time because with Black Adam and the Doctor Strange movie looks fucking it badass. Looks so good. Um, the, the I'm excited about the Thor movie, uh, Shazam. I can't wait. Uh, Morbius is just going to be like, a lot of good stuff coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, speaking of good stuff, segue. Look at you. Every week, took earned, his, earned, earned his earned his radio chops. Took three years. <laughs> Rumor is that the production for the new Daredevil season is going to happen this year. Same, for, same guy? For Disney Plus, Charlie Cox. Yep. Mm, so we are good. getting a new Daredevil season long overdue. Have you seen the fucking losers on the internet losing their mind because Daredevil and Punishment are going to be on Disney Plus? Well, here's the well, thing. They've already been removed. All you have Netflix. to follow up. Yeah, they took them off Netflix and put them on Disney. Put All you Disney have to do Plus, is yeah. use a parental filter. Two days ago. Have a nice day. Here, Well, let me get to it. All of those have been ported over to Disney Plus now. I brought it up. And now, well, you you are correct. Because now on Disney Plus, there is a ratings block. So if you have kids, you can go to their profile. PG and under is all they get. Now there is, you literally, so now you can have the TV MA. Or this is just, and everyone's saying it, and it should be, the gateway to the content that they have, Deadpool, Punisher, Daredevil, the grown-up stuff. And all you got to do, if you're a responsible adult with kids, set the ratings block. That's it. Your kids won't be able to watch it. And then they'll go wait, watch wait, it on wait, their tablets whoa, 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 just whoa, whoa, like whoa. any other kid without I have you to, knowing. I have to be a parent? Wait, wait. I have to do something? You have cats? This is bullshit. I, no, I don't have to do anything. I'm not taking them anywhere. I'm not pressing any buttons on my remote. Fuck you, Disney. It's your fault. All right, millennial. Assholes. <laughs> the fucking people are signing <laughs> petitions. Ah, oh, they shouldn't be there. They should have to go somewhere else. Great. Don't eat watch. A, eat a big, <laughs> big infected dick. Next. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. I had a feeling there was going to be some long-winded conversation, so I kept it compact this this week. Nice. Sorry. No, no. Are you kidding me? I was excited to have you in here. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, All right. What do you want to do now? 
Let's go to our fucking list. We do the list. This will be fun. All right. Yeah, it will. This is your idea. I've got some good ones. This is good. Sure you do. So can, can I start this off real quick? Hell, Hell yes, yeah, you can. You can. Okay. So I just I just want to put this out there, right? So there is a rumor, and it sounds like there's some legs to this rumor. And I, I, I probably should allow you to set this. You set the segment up, and then let me let me let me throw this out there. I, I apologize because no, I'm just gonna jump in. And I'm just gonna go. So I, you should set the segment up. I apologize. So the top five list I'm this sorry. week. Obviously, um, being um, a Patriots fan and a Bucks fan, mm-hmm. um, I've had the best of both worlds for 20 years. Uh, I got to watch the Patriots win. I got to watch the Bucks win one, and I got to watch Brady, who's I don't care what anybody says. He's the greatest of all time. Goat, for sure. Come, come from New England to it's my team. Not even a debate anymore. It, it isn't. Um, so he retires at the end of the season. We've talked about it on the show. Uh, I was sad, but you knew it had to happen. You knew it was going to come. Blah, blah, blah. Well, last Sunday, as our friend Nick said, five minutes after they announced the tournament brackets, Brady comes out and says, oh, hey, guys, I'm back. So this week are the top five fake reasons Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. So... This is... Mine are all real, just so you know. So, <laughs> mine are not even close to real. I had fun with this one. So this, this sounds like there is some, some likes to it, okay? And I, I really want both of your opinions on it because you, you both live in the area. You both are inundated with a lot of this information. Uh, you both... Obviously, you specifically, huge Bucks fan. You, huge Michigan fan. So you basically love Brady. So both of you guys have have some connections to all of this. Now, the rumor is that Tom Brady, Michigan man, was in conversations with Stephen Ross. Those who don't know, Stephen Ross owns the Miami Dolphins. Stephen Ross, Michigan man. The school of business at the University of Michigan is named after Stephen Ross. Massive donor. Massive donor. Massive. Also, possibly a massive boner. Meet up a massive donor. That's what I am every Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. That's how I paid for this cup. <laughs> so, Stephen Ross gets himself in a little bit of trouble with his head coach, Brian Flores. Brian Flores files a lawsuit against Stephen Ross and the Miami Dolphins. It sounds like, as the season was ongoing, Tom Brady was making plans for his post-NFL career, and it was with the Miami Dolphins. It sounds like Stephen Ross basically offered Tom Brady to be the general manager of the Miami Dolphins. Damn. And this is all going on as the season's kind of unfolding, and they're basically, Brady retires. Brady was kind of on the fence about what he wanted to do, and Brady was going to take that leap, go to Miami, retires, and then Brian Flores comes out with the lawsuit that basically embroils the Miami Dolphins as a franchise and Stephen Ross uh, based upon racism. Uh, Stephen Ross basically offering to pay Brian Flores to throw games. There's a ton there in that lawsuit. Like you, you should go read. Oh, I, the, I have. It, it's it's absolutely insane. It's stupid. It, it, it's nuts. It's like dumb. I, I think the NFL is great. Like the NFL on Sunday is fantastic. But I think all of the things that go on behind the scenes are much more fascinating and much more engaging than what you get that takes place on Sundays. It's unreal. So you have all of that going on. That's Tom where Bra- hard knocks should be. Yes. Tom Brady and and Stephen Ross obviously communicate through the phones. There's phone records, communicate through text message, text message records. Now, if Tom Brady takes this position as the general manager, 
these things now have to get looked at. Tom Brady, and you know Brady, Brady's kind of a boy scout. When it comes down to it, Brady's a boy scout, always has a clean record, always looks squeaky clean. Even in Deflategate. Always said the right thing. Always. Even in Deflategate, if you're if you're a staunch Brady supporter, nothing ever swayed you. Brady was clean. Dumbest controversy ever. Yes. If you were... If you were uh, a Goodell slap, you were still kind of like, eh, maybe Brady might have, but you were, you were never Brady never did anything that any casted any shadow of a doubt upon himself, really and truly through that. That was probably right. his biggest biggest issue. Brady ends up backing out of the deal because he knows that if he goes to Miami, the phone records have to be looked at, the text messages have to be looked at. He is now going to be investigated. He gets thrust into this lawsuit, and Brady doesn't want to be involved in a lawsuit. Why would you? What do you guys... So Brady then... So to wrap it all up, to kind of pull it full circle to where we were at, where he comes back, Brady ends up going to uh, to, to London. Uh, he's at the Manchester United game, seen with Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, seen in the Glazers press box. Uh, Glazers obviously own Manchester United, own the box, all of that. Has conversations with the Glazers, and really and truly what I think takes place in that press box is he's like, look, some of the stuff of Bruce Arians has to change. Like, Brady wants more control. Obviously, Antonio Brown wasn't coming to Tampa Bay until Tom Brady got involved. Right. You had Bruce Arians come out and say, he's not a fit here. Obviously, in the end, he wasn't a fit here. Did help you win a Super Bowl, though. Yeah. So, Brady now wants more control. Things have to change with Bruce Arians. And so, I think Tom Brady now gets a little bit more control has to leave the Miami job behind. It'll probably be waiting for him whenever he does retire. I think it might be in two or three years. I, I know you were saying this is his swan song, but I think it might be two or three years. Well, the guy's in incredible yeah. shape, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But the job was waiting for him in Miami. Rumor, maybe fact, not 100% sure. There are a couple different people who cooperate it. Sounds like it has legs. What are your thoughts? Makes sense. I can see him as a GM. It's, it's crazy to me that this guy... Is like I know he's smart. Like I know he's intelligent. Right. And I know he's a G. I get it. Okay. But to be able to leverage your way into being a general manager of another football team, not even taking a year off, and then that falls through, being able to leverage your way back to being the starting quarterback at Tampa, be in a position to win another Super Bowl. It's unreal the way this guy operates. He is so methodical and he is so intelligent. It blows my mind. Like I was a huge Joe Montana fan as a kid. I don't think Joe Montana has the 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 cerebral capacity that Tom Brady has. Like not even half of it. It's unreal to watch this guy operate just as a dude, just as like a real life man. It's crazy to me. Like this, I I like I full heartedly believe that he was going to Miami. He was going to take over as the general manager of the Miami Dolphins, and he was going to run that organization. You want to take it? Or you want me to take it? I just, I mean, I'll Go give ahead. you seven reasons why I think it could have happened. I mean, rings. The the, the guy knows football. Probably, yeah. he knows more football in the NFL than most of those players will forget in their lifetime. I mean, he will forget more football than all those players will learn in their entire career. It's insane the way that, like you said, the way the guy works, his career, his knowledge, his competitiveness. Like, I, what, how could you not want him as a GM? Mm-hmm. But the problem is, him as a GM, he's not playing. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's, it would not surprise me if it was true. I'll say that. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay, don't interrupt me. 
Okay. No promises. Here we go. No, no. I seen you taking notes when I was talking, so I'm interested. No, okay. So it would not surprise me if Stephen Ross wanted Tom Brady to be his general manager because the only owner that is more dysfunctional than Stephen Ross in the NFL is Jerry Jones. Okay? The front office of the Miami Dolphins. What about Washington? Uh, okay. Dan Snyder's kind of a douche. douchebag. I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. But you know what? At least Dan Snyder's not constantly in the news telling his coach what he should and shouldn't true. do. Okay? He's too busy telling his uh, uh, cheerleaders to take their tops off. That's true. Okay. So, <laughs> Stephen, Stephen Ross cannot put a front office together that even though they've had talent after talent after team after team, they can't even get to the playoffs over there. Okay? So... Th- that that doesn't surprise me. It doesn't surprise me that he would want Tom Brady as a general manager. Excuse me. The first thing about not being a general manager for Tom Brady is, and Mike and I were actually talking about this the other night, with all the ways that you have to manipulate the salary cap now, mm-hmm. do you think someone like Tom Brady is ready for that right now? But normally most teams have uh, a cap guy. So I know in Detroit they've had... Uh, it was Tom Lewan for the longest time was their cap guy. They've got a cap guy now. So you normally hire a guy who can manage your salary cap. You tell them what you want, and they let you know what you can do. And how you can manipulate and how yes. you can move the money around. Okay. Yep. So I think you can hire a salary cap guy. I think Brady was going to retire, wait for free agency to pass, wait for the draft to pass, and then say, I want to come back. Go to San Francisco. And then get traded to San Francisco. I would have liked to have seen him end up in San and Francisco. Arian just for that. said, we are not going to fucking trade you. And if we do trade you, it's going to cost five number ones. <laughs> so he decided, okay, I'm going to come back for one more. That, that's what I think, personally. I don't think he would be allowed by his wife to be a general manager because about the only people that work more than an NFL general manager are college head coaches. Right, If he's going to do something, do you think Brady's going to be the general manager of a football team or he's going to sit in a booth on Sunday for three hours and call a game? I don't I don't know. I don't know that – and I don't know that the lawsuit would have stopped it. I don't know if Brady is – he's a very charismatic guy, but he is – so silver tongued, he like you said, he always says the right thing. And when you're when you're a color commentator, you sometimes have to heap criticism on what you're seeing on the field. When a player's underperforming, when when guys aren't running the right routes, I think Tony Romo has has walked that line supremely well. Whether you like Tony Romo or you don't, I think he's one of the best in the business. I, I agree with you 100. percent So he doesn't like him. My my cousin hates him. My cousin can't I don't stand, hate him. My cousin can't stand watching games with him. Hates now him. there's nobody better than Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning's great on on the ESPN. He cast. will criticize if someone is. He gets but pissed when he sees only, bad only football. Only problem is he can't hear shit. <laughs> but this this is the thing. This is the thing, right? You have to be able to criticize what you're seeing on the field. You've got to be able to level that. I don't know if Brady's comfortable in that role because, like we talked, he is he is. Always trying to be the good guy, or at least it always comes off like always, he is always trying, trying to walk not that to line. Piss Bill Belichick off. Always trying to walk that line. So if he's sitting in a studio on mm-hmm. Sundays and he's doing NFL today on CBS, mm-hmm. there's no repercussions. Yeah, that's true. There's not a, there's not a ton of criticism. You have to you you have to leap there. You, you can just you can just kind of say what you got to say. I think that if Stephen Ross was going to hire him as a general manager, I don't think Flores' uh, lawsuit would would affect that. I, I see why people are saying that, but. 
Ross Flores says that Ross tried to get him to, you know, go blow him to come play for the team. But that was two years ago. So to have him come to the team now is inconsequential. Everybody knows that Ross went to University of Michigan. Everybody knows that Brady went to the University of Michigan. That's I I. I but again, the the, the, but on law, the, other the hand, lawsuit where is, smoke, is all about racism, right? The, the lawsuit is a lot about racism. The, the law that's about racism, about how black people don't get hired, but yet he was hired as the coach for three years, right? Okay, and was a sub five hundred coach, yeah, right. But here's the couldn't thing: couldn't beat anybody except Jacksonville. Couldn't even beat them. Next, here's the thing: <laughs> Tom Brady, now white guy, gets that role. Gets and you don't and you don't follow the Rooney rule. The Rooney rule is, is it's there for a reason. It's important. You get right. you get in trouble if you don't follow it. Uh, Lions notoriously when they wanted um, uh, what's his name Caldwell uh, no not Caldwell uh, bah, 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 bah. Steve Mariucci yep. when they wanted Mariucci they just went out and they hired him they didn't bother interviewing any minority candidates so to bring Brady in and to do it all underneath this guy's like even if you went and you interviewed like you gave a token interview to somebody you're just feeding into the lawsuit now but that that right there in and of itself shows you how stupid the Rooney rule is. Oh, I agree. The rule doesn't say you have to hire no, black, you d- black coaches. You just have to, you just give... have to uh, interview them. Exactly. So Mike Tomlin walks in and you're like, hey, Mike, how you doing? Pretty good. Okay, thanks a lot. Yep. Get out. Yep. I, I mean, what does that solve? That you're solves right. nothing. Nope. It's you're, stupid. You're absolutely right. The, the, we, we, and we, yet we, I'll we tell can, you what. We can spend all day long talking If there's about the any rule. head coach in the NFL that I want coaching my team right now, Mike Tomlin might be number one. Mm-hmm. Just based on his, no, I'm not agree. fucking going to USC. Mm-hmm. I Did you love see that Tomlin. rant? Yes. Oh, my Tomlin. God. Great. I That's came how you shoot down all over the place when I saw that. <laughs> That's all how you shoot down a rumor. Get the towel from the bathroom. <laughs> That's how you shoot down a rumor. <laughs> That's what's on this carpet. I don't know. I mean, you, this is this is how I feel about it. In today's world, we see so many different things that we're like, oh, that's fucking bullshit. And then three days later, bam, there it is. Mm-hmm. Is it far-fetched? Probably not. Brady's going to continue to work. Oh yeah, he's not going to stop. He's working. not going to stop working. He's not going to. He's going to do something. That's why I think his retirement was so shocking. Because I don't know, me myself, I didn't anticipate him on retire. I I didn't think it was. I happening. didn't anticipate him retiring. No, I thought he might, but I didn't see it happening the way it did. I think it happened because of the cap situation that the Bucks had. They had twenty two free agents. They knew they couldn't keep them all. Um, they were a right tackle away from beating the Rams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, he came back and he said, you know what? We're going to lose this guy. Gronk's not under contract. We're going to lose this guy, this guy. This guy's going to leave. This guy's going to leave. You know what? I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to force the issue. I'm going to retire and I'm going to come back in a couple months when they've already made their move to get their quarterback or whatnot. And because the Bucks have me, we can just have them sign me to San Francisco. And when Rearns is like, no, nah, we're not going to fucking do that because maybe Arians knew. Mm-hmm. I also don't buy into that story about um, Arians coming in and changing the game plan. I don't buy that. And the reason that I don't buy that is, check this out, Mr. Bigwig hognobbing this week. Um, I had a inter- We had a walkthrough at one of our jobs, in the jobs for the Department of Defense, and one of the guys, is uh, his son works in the NFL, and I'm not going to name any names. Byron Lefwich did not take the job in Jacksonville because he said he wanted a different general manager. Right, according to him, that's not the case. Byron Leftwich was just practicing the interviewing process because he's going to take over for Arians, who's going to retire when Brady's actually done. That makes a ton of sense to me. It does to stay in a team you're established with yep. in an area in a, gen- in a market. And Byron, so, Byron Leftwich, yeah, 
unreal. If, he's been doing a great job. And I feel like at the point that that came out with Arians came in and changed the game plan, I feel like you'd have heard something. Mm-hmm. Because Brady was unretired. He was retired for 40 days. At some point, if he wasn't coming back, he'd have said, no, nah, I just wasn't happy there. There was never any friction. The only friction that team had last year at all was Antonio Brown in New York. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. So who the fuck knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? You know what I do know? Fuck Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Well said. All right. So here's our top five reasons, top five fake reasons, that Tom Brady is reti- is unretired. Well, mine are real. Okay. Yours are real. Yeah. You going first? No, Adam go first. He's the guest. Oh, boy. Oh, you don't you don't have a list, or you just you just want to play along? Well, I'm just gonna play along. I I have I have a couple things in my head, okay. and uh, I wasn't really sure how we how we exactly Fantastic. should well, do I'll this. Well, I'll start so. I'll start off Go I'll ahead. start off so All that right. you can you can we can we can get you in the groove. Okay, give me the groove. Let me paint you guys a picture. So Tom is sitting at home with Giselle two weeks ago, and they got their feet propped up. They're watching the the local golf tournament. Tom's got a drink in his hand. He's relaxed. He's like, you know what, honey, I really really enjoy not having to worry about this stuff. Meanwhile, Giselle's on her phone on Facebook, and she comes across this, this post, and it says, if you're not gainfully employed, you could be drafted to have to go fight Russia. <laughs> it looks like I'm going to play football. So I guess I'm going to go play football. Tom Brady's back, baby. <laughs> so you guys know how Giselle, arguably one of the hottest women in the world. Yeah, she's like one of the top supermodels yeah, ever. for sure. She's Disagree. gorgeous, right? Like, she's she's the type of chick who no, you get... She, di- money-wise, she No, is, no, no, I, I'm not disputing okay. that. I just think she's overrated. Well, she's... I don't know. She's, she's pretty smoking hot. Like, she's most, not most, ugly. Most yeah, guys... Might mo- kick her out of bed. Most, yeah, right, I know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. She's not filling out her bikini very well. More like she can kick him out of bed. I'm, I'm no, sure... I'm I, I'm, I, I would love to see some of the some of the tree sloths that you've banged in your 20s. <laughs> And we can put him up against Giselle. Holy shit. Um, most of them are on the CW, thank you. Go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> most, for most guys, you, you get you get you get the hall pass for her. You get the free pass, right? Because she's she's that hot. And if you don't know what the free pass is, basically it's the one lady that your significant other says, Yeah, it's okay. Because you'll never get another chance in the world to I will, do this. I'll say this. That's I think, a funny movie. I think she's a, I hall think pass. she's pretty. That's great. I think she's pretty, but to me, there's that, a there's a lot I'm of saying. women out she's, there that like, I find more attractive. That's all I'm saying. A- Adriana Lima was was my Victoria's Secret model. It oh, was not Giselle. Good enough. So, like me, I've always been a Kathy Ireland guy. Okay, so oh. like here's the thing: in this room, we're not taking the hall pass for her. But no, no. But there's a ton of guys oh. that she would fit that hall pass oh, for, yeah. right? So she's on a scale of one to ten. I think it's pretty safe to say she's pretty close to a ten. I would clothesline her to get to Kate Upton. You can have Kate Upton. Sold. Mike's, Mike's a booby guy. Yeah, you can have Kate Upton. You guys know about the about the the hot to craziness. Scale? Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. If you so find that's a great got, video. She's got a two craziness, and she's and, and she's a nine hot. Then you found the unicorn marrier. Yeah. That is a great video. So this one is she's a ten. So imagine what the crazy is like to have to deal with her on a day in day out basis. Tom was just fed up. He was like, "What was it?" Not even 40 days, like you said. He's like, I had enough. It's been a month. I've been with her for damn near 30 days, a little over. I'm good. I'm out. I'm going back to football, boys. Fair enough. Fair enough. Couldn't deal with the crazy. Mm-hmm. Good enough. Makes sense. Um, my number five is he was just sick and fucking tired of hearing about how cool Joe Burrow is. I'm just like, I got to go back. I, I, this isn't going to stand. 
That's real. <laughs> Fair enough. When when Gronk starts talking about coming back to play, and it's going to be with Joe with Burrow. With Joe Burrow, yeah. yeah. And you know those guys are butt boys, so. He still has not signed with Tampa Bay yet. They're making room. I, they're, they're just making room for him. A man can dream, okay? I would love to have a Gronk jersey in my team. for. I, I you know. know you would. I've got I've got one for both of my teams. So yeah, I know. You're welcome. Yeah, not only they got it Brady for both of my teams. Actually, I got Brady for three of my teams. Because my two college teams are Michigan and Florida State. So you got a Michigan jersey. I got a Michigan, and that's a Brady jersey. Yeah. I wore that to the game we went to. That we went to the Indiana game this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got that. I got five Brady Patriots jerseys and like three Bucks jerseys, and I got uh, Gronk in both. Um, Tom realized it was easier to deal with three hundred and seventy pound defensive linemen who can run four seven forties than the parents on his kid hockey team, and that his bag of gear is lighter than his son's hockey gear. <laughs> Yeah, that picture of him carrying his kid's bag is bullshit. Fuck you. Carry your own gear. You think my dad ever carried my helmet when I played football? Toughen up, you hack. Yeah, right. So sticking with the kids, I think Tom Brady got a severe dose of what it's like to have children and have to be around those children on a regular basis and have to actually parent. And that was enough after 30-some-odd days, 40 days. He said, I'm going back. I will deal with all the drama, and all the headaches in my locker room because it's a little bit easier than dealing with the headaches at home. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. And then we'll circle this wagon back to another reason. I just think Giselle may be a huge bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, you go to the crazy the crazy hotness video. They, I mean, if you, go, if you break out that scale, if you've never seen that video on YouTube, you must watch Let's it. Check it out. It's great. It is the way the guy does it. He's like a math teacher, and he Google. breaks out the graph – and he explained Google it's, crazy, crazy to hotness scale. It's ama- It is incredible. There's a real chance that he had to come back just so he could afford gas back and forth from the golf course. <laughs> yeah, that's great. One more year. It does make sense. That's absolutely great. I so, think his I think his cap hit is only twelve and a half million this year. That's fucking nuts. That is nuts for Tom Brady. Tom Brady has never, nor would he ever, pull an Aaron Rodgers ever. He's never been the highest paid player. No. This is something I, I was talking. That was something I was talking about with uh, the girlfriend's family last night. We're talking about Brady coming back and, and different things about it. And I was like, there were numerous points where he should have been and could have been the number one highest paid quarterback. And that guy has regularly taken about half of what he could normally bring. When he had this many, there. When I, I'm holding up the number four, five. When four. he had when he had four. He should have, at that point, been the highest-paid quarterback in the league every year. Yep. And he wasn't. He was behind people like Deshaun Watson and Derek Carr and guys that had, don't even have playoff wins, yep. for Christ's sake. Yep, regularly. Uh, where was I going with this? Um, I had something good. He, th- that he would never pull an Aaron Rodgers? No, no, it wasn't. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that helps. Thank you. Welcome, sir. So, we all know things between Brady and... Belichick got a little tumultuous towards the end there. And Belichick looks like he's got a little little something going with uh, with his new quarterback and with his retooled offense and defense. And Brady feels a little bit threatened that Bill might reach him for rings. So he's going to come back just to add a little bit more distance between him and Bill, make Bill work a little bit harder. It's fair. Man, that's that's a good one. That is, I mean, that's a good one. That's a good one. They've had a pretty decent free agent uh, yeah. period, yeah. Yeah, I more realistically, I think he went back because now he's just all caught up on the Marvel and Star Wars shows. He's out of shit to watch, so that's I may true. as well go back and play football. I agree. Yeah, because I mean, now that he's got free time, less time in the gym. Nothing. I mean, there's nothing else to watch. 
I got you. At least for another season. So apparently Tom was hanging out with his buddies two weeks ago. They were having lunch. And one of his buddies says, watch Michigan make the tournament. And he says, fuck you. If Michigan makes a tournament, I'll play one more year. <laughs> <laughs> Lost a bet. And then Sunday he was like, son of a bitch. All right, I'll go ahead and announce it, everybody. I didn't think they were going to make it. I didn't think they were going to make it I don't either. think anybody thought they were going to make it. I thought for sure it was NIT all day long. They yeah. shouldn't have made it. They should not have And yet it. they won. But And then they, they beat the snot out of a six seed. Without their... Well, I wouldn't say beat the snot out of them. They, they, they dominated the second the half. The second half, For yeah. sure. In without the last their, two minutes, that game was player, over. Without their best player, which was very surprising. That's a, that's a team that is incredibly frustrating to watch. Oh, yeah. They've Michigan been hard to watch team. all year long. Brutal. They on the final game, final game of the regular season. They go to Michigan or Ohio State without their best player, and they didn't dominate, but they should have won that game, and they did. Yeah. And then you see them piss away a sixteen point yeah. lead to Indiana. So what the fuck is wrong with so you? So frustrating, crazy. Um, I think the reason, the real reason he went back is because after being home for forty days, he found out his kids can't run a fucking slant route. <laughs> They probably can't. This is bullshit. I'm out of here. I got you. All right. My number one. Here's another picture I'm going to paint for you. So Tom tells Giselle he's going to take her out for a date. Date night. They got a babysitter for the kids. They hopped in the, I don't know, the electric Porsche that they drive or whatever it is, and they go down to Burns Steakhouse. He orders two of the most expensive things on the menu. They have a nice dinner. They come home. They watch a couple episodes of Miami Vice like any, any couple does on a, on a proper date night. And then they go to bed. And when they're laying there, Giselle rolls over and she whispers to him sweetly, Hey, Tom, I'd like for you to give me eight. And he says, Oh, my God, thank you, honey, and picks up his phone and calls Bruce Arians. <laughs> that was well done. Come on, I worked on that one a lot. That I was threw good. the Miami Dude, Vice reference in. That was good. The effort paid off. You're good. welcome, sir. That was well done. Nicely thank you. done. Um, I think also too. Um, he went out and saw four, or he went out and saw Batman four times. Got real aggressive. And said, I need to go back and beat the shit out of somebody. I got. I got to take this aggression out on somebody. Putting the pads back on. He's gonna go out and steamroll motherfuckers. Boom. You gotta see that movie. I gotta go see it. You do. Arguably it's... the best intro to any comic book movie ever I've yeah. ever seen. So you tell me if I'm wrong, but You're what wrong. I hear. <laughs> What I hear is it's a lot of it is based and a lot of it is pulled off of Batman Year One. Yes. Are you familiar? Batman yes. Year One yes. and the Long Halloween okay. both mashed together. Mashed together. Interesting. He is Should not an good. established superhero yet. Okay. Two years. He's been Batman for two years. Yep. Okay. Cops still don't trust him, but him and Gordon are working. It's, yep. You've got to see it. The it's only it's thing, fantastic. The only thing I did not like about this movie was I thought they could have given Pattinson a little bit better haircut. I don't know what they were going for. I understand it and I see it, but other than that, he absolutely fucking crushes that role. He's only Bruce Wayne in two scenes. In the in in really? the in the two suit or three, yeah. and out of the suit. Absolutely nailed it. And if you watch him in other movies that are not Twilight, the guy's a good actor. He's a good actor. Re- I really wanted to hate this. And like all the reviews have been glowing. Absolutely fantastic. All comment. valid. I, when we, I saw him in Tenant, I saw Tenant the theater when it came out. I was like, okay. Short story, then we're going to have to take at least a pee break. 
after the movie. You've been holding for like an hour. I have. I'm a we f- need to I've got to pee do that, and then we need to go to fucking Safety Harbor. That's what we got to do. Welcome to boot camp. Um, so out of the theater, Mike says, all right, best Batman movie ever. And I looked at him, and he says, you can't really rate them together. And I said, I agree. You have the first four, and then the second three, and then this one. Yeah. Completely different movies. This movie, and we said it before, feels like you're watching a superhero seven. It okay. feels like you're watching seven. It's got that grit, that that horror, that nasty feel to it. I will always have a soft space in my heart for the first Batman because Michael the, Keaton. Because of the time we saw it, yeah. because it was, our first. it was so it was innovative. Great. It was great. Mike says, like Mike says, you never forget your first. Yeah. It was so good. It's hard to not say the Mike, dark. Tell us about your first. Yeah. <laughs> she was some not she was she sloppy. Was some, tree sloth, some tree sloth, I guess. Um, it's like a Lions pregame. Yep. Just <laughs> preseason non, game. Non existent. Um, so and then you look at then you look at the Dark Knight and you're like how can you beat that? But Batman was so good, Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton, because of the time it came out for what they did. The Dark Knight was so good because it was just an epic action mm-hmm. movie. This is what Batman is in the comics: yeah. the world's greatest detective. That's what he is. There is not as much action in this as you want, but the action that they do is absolutely perfect. So well shot. I'll say this. Best Batmobile chase scene that's ever been put on film. Super really? solid. Yes. You guys give me all hype for this. Go see it. Yeah, I'm gonna, don't, don't, I'm gonna. Go to, don't go to first night tonight. Go see Batman. <laughs> when I get home, I'll go see it. Yeah. I'm hanging out with... If you if you can come, please come. I'm hanging out with you tonight for sure. Yep. We'll check it out. Okay. I'll see if I can talk her into it. Um, Sounds good. How long are you here for? I go home on Monday, I think Monday afternoon. AMC in Oldsmar, which is right up the street. Mm-hmm. If you you can squeeze out time to go see it there, go see it there. Okay, that's cool, cool. I live right next door to that. All right. If you let, if you go, let me know. I'll go with you. Okay. It's fucking awesome. That's all I got. That's all I got. I think it might have been enough. Yeah. This was fun, boys. It was fucking awesome. I had I had a great time. Well, hey, we'll you know what? We're there's no get reason s- we can't zoom in for another one. We're gonna get Skype set Skype up. or whatever. Once a month, we'll uh, we'll do something special, even if it's just Patreon shit. Yeah. Cool, cool. I will get you in whenever. All right. Open door. I like Sounds to get it good. in whenever I can, but you know, whatever. It says in my yearbook. You guys know where to find us. Adam, one more time, pimp yourself. Uh, you can find me, Adam R S T R O Z, on Twitter. Uh, you can also fo- follow us at Detroit Podcast on Twitter as well. Check out our podcast, Detroit Sports Podcast. It's great. Love it. Still guys, thanks still a lot. Collins. Well,. It's going to happen in five minutes, and we'll have to like put an addendum on this. Yeah, we'll have to come back and re-record. It's going to happen tonight when I'm shit-faced drunk. Well, I'll give you something to look forward to tomorrow morning. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Adam, we appreciate you very, very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having Thanks me. A lot, Thanks, Thanks, Thanks for having us on your show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> At times, it kind of felt like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, it was fun. I, I, I'm so totally, sorry. Totally okay with it. It's like, why would we have you yeah. in here not talk? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a wonderful week. Thanks. Don't be a dick. Let me tell you something about this monstrous Leviathan. Hand goes up. Please don't tell me that he's going to ask. Just wait. When does he kill the vampires? How do you feel about that, Ash? I could not care less. I think we're just going to have to clockwork orange your ass. All right. Wow, that's a good one. Thanks for bringing the room down, Richard. That sounds good. I was literally I can smell the freedom.
precursor. He always buries something. Here's the precursor to this story. When I first it's like met a cat Nick. in the litter box. <laughs> All right, good one. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, you know whatever. And now I have a son in that same infantry. Literally, and it's it's just it's amazing to me.